Cutting through the bull in the post-truth apocalypse. Yes! <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> First time. <laughs> this is like episode 25 or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Gonna introduce yourself, Mr. Host. <laughs> I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hey! I'm Mike. Hello. And today we're talking about Solar Warden, Gary McKinnon, and um, the Captain America in space himself, Randy Kramer. Fucking man, this is a good one, dear listener. This week, this is a, a meaty one, I think, mm. and one that I didn't know much about, which is why I've uh, I fell down the rabbit hole on this one a little bit. With Surprisingly, and, yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, we uh, as usual, should we go through some weird news yeah, from around the world? We, see what we've trawled this week. Actually, let's give a shout out at the start of the show to our listeners in uh, in San Francisco. You're more, there's more people listening to this in San Francisco than there is in our own town, which. Mike, to you listening, think, well, why is that boat? For us, that's kind of a, a weird thing. More people in San Francisco, so we either have a couple of Uber fans who are spreading the word for us in San Francisco, or, like I said earlier, we're very popular with homosexuals and hippies. Yeah, which I, I don't know, have an issue with. That's good. Me. I know I'm uh, massively... Um, uh, I can't speak, which is not good for a podcast. Stereotyping um, <laughs> the people of San Francisco, but... Hey man, if I wanted to be anywhere in history, yeah. it would be in San Francisco in the 60s. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If I had any hair, I'd put a flower in it and visit you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think the movie Dirty Harry makes it all the better that it's set in San Francisco. Yeah, you know. it is, because you, oh, you wouldn't associate that going on in San Francisco. Yeah, you know. Bullets as well. Bullets, have you seen that? I have, yes. Where's the, where's the Rock? The Rock? Oh, yeah, that's San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. 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 The, not the man, the the island. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. island. The, the, the film, the film. Yeah, yeah. Alcatraz, yeah. that's the real name. Well done, yeah. Mike. Good film. That's a good Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. Anyway, tangent in the first ten seconds. So, uh, <laughs> give us some news, Mike. Um, right, first one. Uh, I found this. Um, Amy Winehouse's ghost visits her family, says her father, exploiting her in death and exploiting her in life. I was literally about to say, well, that fucking not just leave her alone. <laughs> Drive your taxi, you lazy bastard. Stop trying to make money off her memory. Sorry, read me the story. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Over six years after the death of British singer Amy Winehouse, her father claims that the artist's ghost often returns in the form of a ghost. <laughs> that was so well or, written. Yeah, or as a bird, like the one that Winehouse had tattooed on her arm. Mm. Mitch Winehouse said in an interview with <clears throat> The Sun... <laughs> that is, daughter spirit visits her family's home in Kent. Well, bless. Um, I call bullshit. I would, knowing his track record and trying to cash in on his daughter's uh, fame, I would argue that... Um, has he got any evidence, any pictures or film? No, no, just her spirit comes and sits on the end of my bed, he says. She just sits there and it looks like her with a beautiful face and she looks at me and I say, 
Are you alright? Because I get nervous with her being there. Well, I'd be fucking nervous if the ghost of my daughter was sat on my bed as well. Yeah. I think, Mitch, so the bird, because she had the bird tattooed, I have the Ultimate Warriors face paint logo tattooed on me. If I die soon, tragically, I know you'll be sad, guys, but well, we'll does have to that get mean a new host. Every, <laughs> every time you'll have to get a new drug addled lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Every time you go into a toy shop and see an Ultimate Warrior action figure, could you not then say, oh, it's the ghost of Gaz? Because he had a tattoo of her. Because a fuck if she had a tattoo of that bird, it doesn't mean she has been reincarnated into that bird. Is that how reincarnation works? Because if it is, I'm... F- hey, actually, it's going to be great. All my tattoos are basically wrestler-related. I'm going to come back <laughs> as a very muscular man with, with uh, even worse drug problems. But <laughs> Okay, this is the bit about the bird. This week after she died, I was at my sister's house and we heard this thud and a blackbird that looked identical to Amy's tattoo flew into the glass. We went and picked it up. <laughs> and it died just like Amy! <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. That's, <laughs> that's harsh. What a lovely story, though. Oh, we heard the thud as the bird flew into the glass and its dead carcass slid down. Oh, it reminds me of Amy. Sorry, mate. We went and picked it up and put it on a perch. It happened at night when birds don't fly. But it came back and sat on my foot, her father said during the interview, adding that he was sure that the bird was indeed Amy Winehouse. Well... Yeah, so where are we going to stand on that one, boys? Bollocks? <laughs> Bollocks. I mean, I'm prepared. You know, interdimensional space forces. Yeah. Oh, that's me making the... Cat. I heard it then. It is yeah. us putting drinks down. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. We're not professionals and we're still learning. This, Ben, you hit nail on the head as soon as you read the headline. Just stuck uh, cashing in. I, I don't know how interviews work, but are you paid for this kind of thing? Probably, yeah. Just let it go, man. I, I get that. I'm not saying let it go, your daughter died. Jesus, I'm not saying that. Christ, no. But I am saying just just go and live a normal life, mate. Yeah, you've got the money. Yeah, you, you weren't the star. You, you didn't do any singing. And do you know what? I'm going to say something controversial, Mitch. If you were a bit more... No, no, I shouldn't say this. I was going to say, like, if Amy had better people around her and was handled better, perhaps she wouldn't... Be dead. Be dead, yes. Um, I don't know if that's anything to do with him, but he was a manager, wasn't he? He was, yeah. A manager or agent. Either way, he never sent her to rehab when she should have clearly gone, she gone, gone. De- <laughs> and after her death, it says, sales and singers' <laughs> music surged. Oh, of course it did. It, oh, it, um, it's a well-known phenomenon. In As soon as any artist dies, and they, they become bestsellers. They do, um, yeah. Look at Elvis. Especially dying, I think, at the height of your fame. Mm, like oh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Tupac. Tupac. Well, it also means, like, with people like Cobain, it's like, he never, he wasn't around long enough to start making really shit albums and becoming That's a it. parody of himself, if you know what I mean. They only, you know, strike while the iron's hot mm. sort of thing. I mean, imagine if he was still alive today, what, what would mm. he be kicking out? Mm. I wouldn't be listening. Well, I don't know, maybe... I don't know. Maybe it'd be a really stripped-down acoustic... I heard he was going to go solo. He was, yeah, yeah, literally he was, yeah. That's, well, I hope, that's true. Well, look, if he... The one good thing about him dying is that he died because I really didn't give a shit about Nirvana. And hey, we've got <laughs> Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Yeah, but I like Nirvana, so... Yeah, I like Nirvana. <laughs> For me. I stand by the line in... Um, we talked about it today, but you didn't watch the movie The Wrestler uh, starring Mickey Rourke. Obviously, he's an 80s throwback in that film and there's a fucking ace scene. He's in a bar chatting to a woman, same age as him. 
and they're talking about how good the 80s were there's some 80s yeah. cock rock on the radio and he's like man the 80s were amazing and that pussy Cobain came along and <laughs> fucking ruined it all <laughs> which is kind of true because before before grunge it was all yeah, my cock is so huge and life is <laughs> yeah, so great but, but and it's aspirational. Wasn't and then, that a bit cheesy in itself? I'd rather that than fucking rape me. <laughs> oh, no, God, you're raping me. Teenage angst. No, for me, change the music for the better. Mm. For me, it's very it subjective, of course. Mm, of course, yeah. I appreciate that they, and I'm, to be fair, I just said, like saying that and sticking to that point to wind people up because it's one of those bands people adore. I do like some Nirvana. And I appreciate he had a great voice, but it's just the... I don't know, I don't like rock stars who shoot themselves in the head, really. It's like, oh, I know he might not have. Yeah, but rock stars are like the family dog. You you enjoy the time with them, and one day you know they're going to let you down and die. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I like the Foo Fighters, though. Yeah, but you've had the Foo Fighters anyway, because Cobain was going to go solo, so the band would have split up anyway, uh, so you'd have had the Foo Fighters. Whether they'd have been as big if the Cobain's career had took off, he'd have kind of been still in the shadow a little bit, who knows? Well, we'll never know. No, we won't. Because he was a pussy. Next one. Unless he, <laughs> unless he was murdered. Well, there's we, an episode in itself. We've touched on it in a few other episodes. That I think there was something fishy about his death. I'm 100% convinced mm. there was something fishy. But that's another subject for another time. Yeah. Let's... Uh, Yes, with the next gonna, one, Mike. I'm just going to give a quick shout out to El Ducey. <laughs> Was it Donkey? That's it, yeah. Um, this Look, is something, Google it, lads. This is something I phoned the other night, and then I found out today that it's fake news. But because it's about Trump, and Trump likes fake news... I thought I would read it anyway, and it was supposedly an excerpt from the book Fire and Fury about Trump's um, first time in office, first year or so in office. Yeah, it's just been released this week of yeah. recording, and it's it's pretty much... Uh, all over the news, isn't it? It's um, a top story. Yeah, kind of basically just saying that um, he's a bit of a man-child, which we all know, in all fairness. Who? In Trump? Yeah. Uh, never. Well... He's got his name on buildings. <laughs> So's Tony Stark, but he's not that much of a dick. He's quite childlike, though, as well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's got the brains to back it up. Yeah. All right, um, I'll read the thing, and I'll just read it all the way through, because you, you can kind of imagine this happening. On his first night in the White House, President Trump complained the TV in his bedroom was broken because it didn't have the Griller channel. Trump seemed to be under the impression that a TV channel existed that screened nothing but Griller-based content 24 hours a day. <laughs> to appease Trump, White House staff compiled a number of Griller documentaries into a makeshift Griller channel, broadcast, broadcast into Trump's bedroom from a hastily constructed transmission tower on the South Lawn. However, Trump was unhappy with the channel they had created, moaning that it was boring because the grillers aren't fighting. <laughs> Staff edited out all the parts of the documentaries where grillers weren't hitting each other, and at last the president was satisfied. On some days, he'll watch the griller channel for 17 hours straight, an insider told me. He kneels in front of the TV with his face about four inches on the screen and says encouraging things to the grillers, like, the way you hit that other griller was good. I think he thinks the other grillers can hear him. That's just. Uh, that is fantastic. I can just picture him. Yeah, you can, <laughs> can't you? In his pajamas, <laughs> his hands, his, his chin kicking his on feet. His hands. Yeah, yeah, laying on his foot, kicking like, his feet up. Like you used to watch Charlie as a child. Yeah. Well, look, why don't they just get him into WWE? He knows what it is. He's been in it. He has. He had his. You know, he, well, he should have had his head shaved. Yeah, I, I so didn't want Vince to lose that one. No, but, uh, no, neither did I. Um, and he's also been Stone Cold Stunner. Mm. 
Um, that's fantastic. It is actually. But I could watch that again and again, you know. Yeah, yeah. This okay. That was fake news. But was the, fake news. The reason it's so believable is because we don't need anyone to do this sort of thing, really, and expose A, because we're seeing it all happen in real time for reals. He's doing it himself with his Twitter feed. We don't really need these kinds of. I mean, <laughs> what was the? I'm going to be paraphrasing it massively, but Mark Hamill, uh, Lord Skywalker, his um. His Lord bit, Skywalker. Um, no, he's a Master Skywalker. Sorry, no, he's a Jedi Master. Yeah, three weeks of training. Well, <laughs> he's a Mary Sue then, isn't he? He is a bit, yeah. Well, so why why is that okay for the original Star Wars, but not okay for the newer Star Wars? I don't because like... she's a woman, no? and you're a sexist I... patriarch pig. Actually, I said Ray was a Mary Sue last week to you. Yeah. <laughs> this. My uh... point was that Master Skywalker's had three weeks of training, whereas like Obi-Wan had like 15 years, yeah. but, you know. But the Medichlorians are obviously very high in... Oh, right, Star okay, Wars. well then, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're I still come up with the Star Wars lore there. <laughs> yeah, boy! Yeah, the, those Medichlorians with... that weren't canon until the prequels. Yeah, I'm done with Star Wars, not because of the film, because of... I, fuck, the way people speak about that film online... I love The Last Jedi, for the record, but people are acting so butthurt. My, it's, I'm losing the will to live <laughs> over the way people talk about pop culture. In these terms of like, ah, oh, just people need to, these sort Geeks of geeks have become political. Yeah, stop politicizing my. Didn't we have this discussion? Yeah, in, we did. Yeah, yeah. In text, like, stop politicizing my pop culture, you fucks. You know, stop. People are trying to make it like politics, fandom. You're either on, you either love it or you hate it. And we're oh, yeah, the empire and fight it out. The empire no, of the alt right and the rebels of the left. And uh, have you ever convinced someone that? That they love, they love something. You think it's shit. Have you ever convinced them that nope. it's shit, or vice versa? No, nope. it doesn't. So yeah, and you might call. I don't know if it's me being a pussy, but I don't want to argue and discuss pop culture. I want to. If we both like the same thing, let's talk about why we like it. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, then try uh, and convert someone else. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I never thought Not religion. Oh, yeah, Star Wars, for fuck's sake. Well, it is a religion something. Yeah, something it is, yeah. I say sitting here in my Star Wars, <laughs> like an uber geek. I've probably got Star Wars. The oh, thing no, is, no. you'll never you'll never please everyone with films that are made literally a generation apart. I yeah. mean, you know, the prequels, when did they finish? 83? No, it's later than that, wasn't it? 86, something like that? The last was one, was Return of the Jedi? Yeah, because the first, 84. the original is... 84. There you go. Right, so something yeah. like... It's, 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 83, 84. Yeah. Is there about two years between films? Three, or three? Yeah, yeah, 77 the first. That means yeah. that Empire Strikes Back was 82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. So let's say 83, 84. Right, so then you've got an entire generation of people who grew up with that, and then you've got an entire generation who grew up with them prequels. Now, the ones mm. who... Because we sat there and watched the originals, mm. we had that magic. Then we watched the prequels, the magic wasn't quite there. Yeah. Especially with the first one. That's still a shit movie. Okay? Yeah. But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I came it's out of there thinking... It's just fucking I banks. I, I can't see past it. But I can't remember whether now I dislike Jar Jar because of what everyone else says. Or I can't actually remember my initial... I do remember just thinking that film was pretty... bit boring, bit talky... I then quite at like the, the politics of it all, I didn't it, and the way it worked behind the scenes. See, a lot of people complained about that, but he had to set up. He was literally to, so. Yeah. How did we get this empire? Flag. Yeah, yeah I know. That. Yeah, so, Palpatine had a false flag. Yeah. And he, he did the uh, the trade mm. blockade and. Yeah, 
But I mean, Darth Maul was a great yeah, villain was who was criminally underused. Yeah. Like, he was. I mean, he could have had him. He could have done two films. Why bring yeah. in Count Dooku? If he'd decapitated Jar Jar Binks, it would have been a lot better. Exactly. Do you know, in continuity though, in the I've never watched it, but this is one of the reasons I'm tempted to, is the cartoon Rebels. Yes. Which is in yeah, continuity. Yeah, I've heard about this, yeah. They rebuilt, Darth Maul didn't die. No, he, he didn't. It's creepy as fuck, his bottom half is like spider legs. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like walking around like a spider with Darth Maul's Top half, like it, yeah. But apparently that cartoon's amazing, and it's yeah. all canon, and it's all in. I continue. tried watching um, Clone Wars. Clone Wars, Wars, yeah. And it had that little girl that was oh, she was so annoying. She was uh, like an alien Jedi girl. Yeah, she's um, oh, fuck what's her name? I mean, it's obviously aimed at teenagers. Yeah, and that was a bit that was pissing me off. Mm. I, I I sat through about half a dozen episodes, and I just thought, I can't take it anymore. No, it's. A, I tried to watch. There's a new Transformers cartoon which using all the G1, the original G1 characters, oh, yeah. and it looked fucking amazing. But same thing, Mike. I couldn't take the dialogue. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't aimed at me, unfortunately. I wish it was, <laughs> but it's not. This isn't written for me. That's why I like Rogue One. It was. Oh, I love that movie. Have you seen that yet? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. I do think you'd like that one. Well, I, wa- I watched, did watch, rewatch The Force Awakens and yeah. didn't hate it as much as I did the first time. Ah, good stuff. So, um, I did skip a bit of a chunk of it because it was a bit, uh, mainly that bit where Han and Chewie are fighting <laughs> space octopuses on the <laughs> ship. Because that's just a bit dumb and it derails the movie and it derailed the movie from the first time. Yeah. Um, still, there's just some major flaws with it. I mean, the whole point of it was being a smuggler to get the money gas, wasn't it? Yeah. That was his whole driving force. Yeah. And as soon as he gets the money, he goes off looking for space octopuses. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's like you've got your married to Princess Leia. Unless it was the thrill that he was after. Yeah, he's Han Solo. Yeah, but you get the feeling he was a bit senile and Chewie was like his carer. That wasn't his motivation. It was always the money, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and to then, get the girl. And to get the girl. But he's got the girl. He's got the girl, he's got the money. So what is he doing? Find him own space, well, no, all right, then. risking his own life. Well, maybe it's because his son turned evil and started fucking mass murdering people. Maybe that's his way of Well, maybe if he was it. a better father, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> well, maybe if Luke was... Ah, you haven't seen it yet. Most people. I know that Luke's if, was if trained. Luke, he wasn't obviously a very good teacher, was he? Luke was a better most uncle. People, most people take up gardening or carpentry. Or something. <laughs> no, well, most folks would go down the pub. What does Han Solo do? He gets his mate Chewie and they jump in the Falcon and say, Come on, we're going to go out and we're going to fucking get into yeah. some space fights. We're and then they steal lose some shit. Yeah, but they lose the Falcon. Mm. I mean, and the best of it is, it's been sat there. Yeah, but they say the like, Falcon in yeah, the first Yeah, but they say that, that oh, it's just, Oh, what's that? Oh, it's been sat there for 20 years. You're telling me the most iconic ship in the galaxy, and it probably is mm-hmm. the most famous ship in the galaxy, the Millennium yeah, fucking Falcon. It's been at the destruction of two Death Stars, mm-hmm. right? And it's just been allowed to sit under a sheet on some desert planet yeah, but, for 20 years. Yeah, but... Bullshit. No, no. They know no, what they've got I don't there. Care. I don't care, because I'm not thinking... All I care about is that moment in the cinema when I was watching that scene for the first time, and they're running towards the camera, and she's like, not that hump of junk. And then the ship they're going towards blows up and then she's like, oh, the Humper Jungle do fine. And then the camera spins around and... Do, 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 do. Come on! No, I just did Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that moment, I fucking... That was like, yay! That's all I want in the cinema. I'm not in there to... Ah, to... Uh, no, I like a bit of... Uh... I want to. I know I have to suspend disbelief. I know it's a movie. Same fucking space. Exactly. Oh, you know what? Let's just move on from this. Otherwise, we're gonna spend fucking two hours discussing Star Wars, right? 
Let's let's crack on. What's the next bit of what's the next bit of news? What we got? Next bit of news. Can we look oh, at it's a Daily one? Star article. <laughs> it is a Daily Star article. Ghosts and demons on a rampage in Britain as exorcism in crisis. Oh, fantastic. Priests are not performing enough exorcisms to keep demons at bay. As <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's the Brexit apocalypse. <laughs> oh, my, do you think the Brexit vote was some portal to hell in the end? <laughs> Hall is now a portal to hell. <laughs> it was before. <laughs> but if they fucking stop touching kids for five minutes and just... Sorry, allegedly. <laughs> no, no, they're touching kids. They're yeah. touching kids. Go and touch less kids and get rid of more ghosts. Expert Pat Collins. <laughs> Why is an expert in fucking quotation marks? Yeah. And also, what's he an expert of? Just Is he... Just exorcisms and ghosts, or ghost is he? Has he got any? Has he got any qualifications? He's seen Ghostbusters. What's his experience? I mean, I, I've seen Ghostbusters more than that. Does that mean I can be fucking an expert? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. No, I'm an expert. Apparently, he's an exorcist. All oh, right. Okay. Expert exorcist Pat Collins <laughs> believes ghostly spirits are out of control and taking over people's bodies in growing numbers. Holy fuck! Why is no one trying to stop this? <laughs> well. <laughs> Priests aren't doing enough exorcists. No, the exorcists accuse the church of not training enough exorcists. He said, I don't think the hierarchy is taking this need seriously. Oh, it's fucking austerity again, isn't it? It cuts the police, the fire service, the armed forces, no priests. <laughs> exorcists. Jesus. Exorcists. Yeah, it's nothing safe. <laughs> I have been asked by two bishops to handle difficult cases on their behalf. <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> In those cases, I had permission to do whatever I thought was necessary, up to the point of solemn exorcism. In a letter to bishops, Collins, who is based in Dublin, described the matter as urgent. Well, I'd say it's more than fucking urgent if there's demons possessing people left, right and centre. <laughs> I'd say that's, that's really urgent. That's really going to hit the tourism trade, isn't it? <laughs> in Ireland. <laughs> fucking hell. So what's, what's his... So is there literally like a, a massive tangible rise uh, in in little girls rolling around in beds screaming and puking and like you know depends what kind of monastery you're in. <laughs> what's his What's he basing this on? Well, he's an exorcist himself. He's obviously had lots to do. Uh, so what it is, he's been overworked over the last year because you know there's not so many exorcists. Yeah. And he's a bit pissed off. He's not got a pay rise this year. Times are hard in the church. People yeah. aren't going. You notice there's only ever religious people that get ex get possessed by demons as well. You never get an atheist getting possessed by demons, do you? That's it. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many people have been that claim to be possessed by demons. Oh, I think if you went down sort of one of our local high streets on a Wednesday yeah. market day when the homeless people have been in the pub, I think you'd probably get someone claiming to do it. <laughs> um, I remember I Mad Wendy from down Wellington High Street? She was. I do remember Mad Wendy. Chased me once. Yeah, she may have been. She may have been possessed. She was possessed by. I'm gonna say heroin. Possibly. Um, cheap, cheap vodka. Mm. Demons in themselves, cars. Demons. Themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I love my demons. <laughs> Sippy from the can. Right. We'll leave that one then, because that's. Well, there's not a lot I've got to say about it. No. To be honest, I just don't know how he can prove it. And uh, and I I feel a lot of these exorcism videos and things online. I think a lot of it is um, I think there's some mentally ill people. Yeah, they that's should pretty probably much what it is, yeah. go and see a mental health professional 
not somebody and they do have to train to do not all exorcisms it's like the army there's ranks you oh, know yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got to go to your fucking exorcism school and become you know get your exorcism stripes but yeah i think they should probably just 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 refer people to uh to the doctors maybe so yeah um well the catholic church they, they believe it they think it I'd, you know yeah, what i'd, like, you I'd to like to sit in on one Oh, no, I'd find it really uncomfortable. I really would. I'd be sat there smoking a fag. Mm. Exercise are good. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get uncomfortable around real mental health issues. Do you know what I mean? Like when yeah, someone's yeah, being gonna, actually mental. Because I'm a bit mental, but when someone's being, you know, like mental, mental. Yeah, but it's all right because they get strapped down to a bed while the priest prays at them <laughs> and you're just sitting there smoking. You haven't got to do anything about do it. Do Facebook Live. Yeah. At the exorcism. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Oh, have you heard about this internet man? Oh, this YouTuber. Logan Paul, he's a, he's a, I might have he his looks name like wrong, a, but I don't give a fuck. He looks like a bit of a cunt. He is a cunt. He's gone yeah. to the suicide forest and tried acting shocked that they found a body. And like, oh my God, this is a... Dude, you went there fucking... Why else would you go to the suicide exactly, forest? Exactly. Well, unless you have suicide. Massively disrespect. But anyway, it's all blown up in his face. I was shocked to hear this guy, and his fame boomed in the space of a year last year. And he bought himself a six point five billion dollar house million dollar million million sorry 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 uh million dollar house um so he's earned at least six point five i think i remember reading he'd earned 23 million there you go but apparently it's all up in the air at the moment it's all about to fall well it has fallen to pieces because he fucked up and his apologies were blatantly insincere and i'm just mind boggled on many levels by that story how do you earn 23 million from being on youtube i don't know i guess it's a billion hits and yeah anyway what an idiot why go to the suicide forest you were there for a reason see i've never i don't know who this guy is i've never Mm. seen him until this broke out but he Mm. looks like someone who's appealing to like sort of young teenagers Mm -hmm. he's got a little even though he's clearly in his Mm mid-twenties and you know he's got a little pokemon hat on and you think are you just trying to lure kids in it's all about the clicks man it's it's just as many views on his page that's what it's all about and um so yeah, it was a very irresponsible thing to do. Apparently they blurred the, the body's face out. Oh, that's well nice. Done. Yeah, well done. This is it, like a corpse hanging from a tree. Yeah, it's still a, literally a corpse hanging from a tree. So anyway, um, what's the next one, Mike? Yeah. Loch Ness Monster spotted alive and well on holiday in Albania. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So Nessie, right, after Brexit, can fuck off to Albania on holiday without having a visa, but I'm going to have to fucking queue. Yeah. Maybe it's got a blue passport now. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if you see Nessie walking through customs, probably just going to wave her through. I think I'm going to notice she's on the fucking plane for a start. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just tow her. <laughs> like she's just flapping about in the wind and have a rope. Cut the rope as you fly. See you, Nessie! <laughs> pick you up on the way back! <laughs> Sky hooker out of there like you've got the Dark Knight Return. Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, That's good stuff. Yeah. But how, so, go on then. It's, so um, I'm wondering if Nessie has gone on a winter break after the creature was filmed in the middle of the Great Prespa Lake. Which is shared by Albania, Greece, and Macedonia. Is it not more logical 
that there's two fucking Nessies. There's two. Why well, I presume it's the same one on holiday? <laughs> because this is the mirror. <laughs> Let's have a look at the picture. There is a picture. Uh, can I just say, uh, how did it get out of the lock? Yeah, it's like well, there's probably underground hey. channels, oh, man. Because channel. oh, yeah, it's the deepest lock in the country. They, ne- they don't know. What they- I don't think they've ever actually sent down anything to the very bottom. Is there a connecting murky? train to the channel? There could the, be the channel tunnel. <laughs> he went through the Hollow Earth, didn't he? Hollow <laughs> Earth. Yeah. Well, it's all flat, isn't it? Is it flat or hollow? I don't know. It could be both. It's both, isn't it? Well, that's just. A, I, that's just a fucking bit of tree. This is it the mirror. If you, if the listeners want to go and find it. The Daily Mirror from the UK, should we point out? Yeah. Um, that's that's a tree. <laughs> that's a branch. Oh, I'm it's sorry. a man with a sock on his hand. <laughs> yeah. sock for bit, Where's um, that bloke from WWE going where he usually got the sock on oh, his hand? Oh, Santino. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just him. Has he been fired yet? <laughs> no, he doesn't work for them anymore. Oh, there we go. That's what he's doing yeah, now. Then. So, yeah. <laughs> so the, the footage oh. that we're seeing appears to the head and neck of a large creature emerging from the water. Great. Well, yeah, fantastic. But even the um, the most famous photo of Nessie was proven to be a hoax. And uh, that's a whole episode. Oh, so that's a whole other episode. But Go I just on. think it's insane that people it looks so photoshopped. Oh, it does. It's terrible. I just it's awful. The assumption that it's the same animal on holiday. Yeah. They've not yeah. thought this through. No. How did she get there? The logistics. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's bullshit. Bullshit. Get in the reggae box. Um, yeah, I'm not saying I don't believe in Nessie. I just don't believe Nessie travels. Nessie's just a Nessie's <laughs> just a <laughs> Nessie's just a ploy by those canny Scots to get a bit of extra money coming in off the tourism hey, board. It is canny. Uh, <laughs> good Adam. Mm. So we've got one, we got one more. Piece of news. One more piece of news. Then we're gonna call a piss break. Hey. Yeah, tradition, the traditional um, after traditional. the fake news. Um... Well, I have one brief, but we'll get into that. What? Okay. Oh, Margaret Thatcher refused to fly with a panda because it wasn't a happy omen. Yes. Oh. I briefly saw this. Yeah. <laughs> this for anybody who doesn't know, Margaret Thatcher was our first female prime minister, nineteen seventy nine to nineteen ninety. Bitch. Conservative party. I want she my was... milk, Maggie. I'll a... always remember that, guys. The day that they stopped my free meal. <laughs> I remember the poll tax. Yeah, yeah, I remember the riots. I just remember the yeah, I remember the riots. Everyone fucking not taking it. I remember the day the music died. <laughs> when this bitch was born. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved it. I loved it when she. Uh, I'll it. love it if we beat them. <laughs> I was gonna say I love it when she died. It's a bit harsh. When she died. Oh, gonna, when she died, they released, didn't they? Uh, mm. Everyone started buying. Ding dong, the witch yeah. is dead. <laughs> and the BBC tried. Yeah, they didn't uh, play it. They got to number two. Censoring themselves though, it's ridiculous. Uh, I know. That was that was a bit of a. That just they let you, themselves down. That shows you how wedded to the establishment they are. Yeah. Well, yeah. they wouldn't really, they wouldn't wouldn't play the uh, liar liar song with Theresa May either, would they? Mm. That was number one or something. Is that? Two, do or? they get round that though by saying, "Oh, we we have to be apolitical with the they BBC." They did during the election. Yeah. But the ding dong, which is dead, That's a not, isn't political, yeah. and b it wasn't during election. That's them showing their colours there, isn't it? Oh, totally, yeah. mate. Totally. Mm. Well, these are the people that that, that covered up for Jimmy Savile and all the, mm, all the fucking well. paedophiles. So. And are still doing it, probably. Let's face it. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. They're all in together, aren't they? Bastard. We're all in it together! So let's explain to the listener what, why she wouldn't fly with the panda then. Panda diplomacy may have been a favourite <laughs> ploy of Chinese leaders, but newly released government files reveal that Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher was no fan of the idea. 
Despite the creature's almost universal appeal, papers released by the National Archives in Kew show that she believed they did not make happy omens for travelling politicians. A surprising, aver a surprising aversion emerged in January 1981 when the Smithsonian Institution in Washington asked London Zoo for the loan of its male panda to be mated with a female panda which the China had given to the United States. <laughs> Mrs Thatcher, however, was having none of it. Her private secretary, Clive Whitmore, replied, she has commented that she is not taking a panda with her. Pandas and politicians are not happy omens. She added, in a handwritten aside, Lord Zed knows more about pandas than I do. I'm sure he can arrange these things. My God, they watched the panda in the back of Concord? <laughs> wow! Yeah. A Poor panda's panda. face would just be... <laughs> I'm flying in the fucking hold of Concord. No, there's an image. <laughs> well, I guess it goes to show what an evil bitch she was, because everyone loves a panda. Well, yeah. I'd want the panda in the fucking cabin with me. Well, you? you're in a little cage. Right. Yeah, let's have the panda out. I like pandas, apart from the fact that, obviously, if you're a, this is your first episode you've listened to, dear listener, I don't think I've mentioned it yet, but I'm a massive pro wrestling fan. I can't handle real sports, so I go for fake ones. If it wasn't for those fucking pandas, it would still be called the WWF. That's true. Yeah. Do you I'm know whose fault it is? Do you know it's Britain's fault? In Ooh. America, Vince had that all sewed up, like, uh, legally. But um, we've got some sort of law in the UK. I can't remember whether it was a trademark law or some sort of charity law. For some reason, it was in a British court they managed to fucking... So this giant uh, entertainment company and quite a small charity at that point. They were global, but not... Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's popular. Nowhere near as famous as the WWF. Wrestling, but anyway, yeah, so fucking pandas. Yeah, shame. They don't even want to survive. I mean, I know they're cute <laughs> and cuddly, but you can't even get them to fuck. They don't want to survive. We've got to start meddling in things. I know you gave me that factoid recently, Mike, that we're in the whatever extinction and 80% of the animals are going to die out. That's very sad, but not the pandas. I mean, they can't. We've given them every opportunity to succeed. What it is, is they haven't got anything we want. If, mm. like, panda meat was the ultimate fucking uh, impotence cure, wow. someone would figure out again and breed. Yeah. You know, they would, because we'd need it. Like, people would want it. Yeah. There's no demand for anything pandas got, so we, no we one's interested. We genetically engineer pandas. Yeah. But if, well, should, well, should we have a pee break? Mm. So, my new story was, and I can't remember where this came from, it was from a lecture I was watching about black budget, um, military black budget things. Anyway... Apparently, in the dark recesses of Area 51, they've got a bar. I like this idea. And it's called <laughs> Sam's Place. Apparently that's named after some general or something. And somebody's claimed that the bar, it's got a full nightclub inside, there's pool tables, dartboard, even an indoor pool. Sounds good. Now, this could, if it's there, it could be the most boring thing on earth, full of, like, boring engineering type people. Yeah. Just having a, you know... A Getting drunk time. before the plane comes comes and picks them up or it could be like the fucking cantina from Star Wars yeah. and they could be like I mean seriously if it's there if it's true so humans and aliens getting wasted together in a bar in fucking Nevada is it in Nevada? yeah yeah. Uh, it's, it's like space pilots greys Nordics Martians reptilians Aryan supermen and possibly fucking Alf Alf would be there <laughs> all doing shots in a fucking bar Who's the fucking bouncer Robocop? Imagine if it all kicks off. So this got my brain. I turned to my girlfriend last night and said, that would make a hell of a... That's a sitcom in the waiting. Cheers in space. Mm. And she said, why don't you write it? 
And I said, well, I haven't got time. But I did write a brief sketch. So prepare yourselves, dear listener, for some amateur dramatics. Bearing in mind that me and Mike have never acted before in our lives. <laughs> this is supposed to be a laugh, so if it's utterly yeah. shit, we'll cut it out and you'll never hear it. Um, well, we could have released so, it as a special. So here, yeah, try and imagine then the um, cheesy sitcom intro. There's uh, some cheesy music and it comes yeah. up. Sam's place and the studio audience applause. And uh, yeah, The light comes on saying applause. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we are in Sam's place. Okay, Sam's place. The bar at the heart of Area 51. The most secret drinking hall on earth. A hive of scum and villainy. Every type of alien known to man drinks side by side with the human employees of Area 51. The bartender, Sam, is a friendly yet stern lizard man who tries to run a tight ship. At the bar sits Commander Slobstar, a brave and dashing yet troubled Solar Warden space pilot. For fuck's sake. What's up, Commander? I'm being charged with fraud. Tax evasion, is it? Well... Kind of. It's, it's complicated. Bottom line is, right, let me tell you this. If you're an intergalactic space pilot, they won't let you fuck about with their money. Was it some sort of off-world shore fun type of thing? I mean, they spend fucking billions on black budget defence schemes and no one misses it. No one bats an eyelid. I transfer three billion poxy quid to Blackburn Rover's account and everyone loses their shit. You transferred three billion pounds of government funds to a football team? Of course I fucking did. <laughs> I've saved countless galaxies without the public ever knowing, or even getting the chance to thank me. Just a few fucking trophies from IT and I'm happy. But no. Fucking President Micro Moron King says give it back and puts me, me, <laughs> the galaxy's second most dashing pilot on trial. What a shit show. That explains why you're on pint number 13. Yeah, and you better pour 14 for me quick time, you lizard lip prick. <laughs> In walks Science Officer Snidey, a classic alien grey with a big head and even bigger fingers. They should ban you like you creepy little bastards. Slobby, behave yourself, please. He's got no fucking trousers on, Sam. Your disapproval of my exposed crotch is illogical, as I have no genitalia to speak of. It is just a harmless lump. I know, that's what's so fucking creepy about it. I mean you no harm, Carbon Commander Man of Earth. Go back to your self-destruction. I'll destroy your mother's anus and my space cock, grey boy. My mother has no anus, and your cock would not survive my homeworld's atmosphere. Please leave me alone. Don't you have some money to embezzle or something? Oh, you cheeky little bastard. I know what you can't get up to with them fingers. And you've got the nerve to cheat me, Mr. Rapey Digits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Shut up, you two. Look who it is. Oh, of all the space bars in all the galaxy, these pair of cunts had to walk into Moyen. In walks a clearly drunk Alex Jones and President Trump. Oh, bastards here to gloat and he's brought his best lapdog to join in. Part number 15 it is, please, Samuel. Even my much greater and far superior capacity for patience will be tested by the presence of these two shitbirds. <laughs> <laughs> no trouble, please. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Well, if it isn't the world's dumbest space pilot, Blackburn Rovers, are you fucking kidding me? That money could have been put to good use, you dummy. Like what? Researching at a best for late, for late, an impotent president? 
You've got a nerve, fly boy. Uh-huh. And you've got a live animal on your fucking head. Uh-huh. <laughs> and with three billion dollars, I could have found out who put the food right in the water and turned the frickin' frogs gay. <laughs> well, I'm sure if you stick two fingers up Donald's horse, I'll ask you, I'll probably tell you who pours in your water. Fucking hell, put three up there, I'll probably tell you which planet his air comes from. <laughs> My heightened senses include the ability to predict violence. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Sam, is Robocop still working the door at this place? No, I have to let him go. Oh, no, not Robo. Yeah. I caught him doing coke in the bogs with some bloke called Clarence. Shame, really. <laughs> Who said that you could speak in front of the president, you creepy grey fuck? I know what those fingers are for dirty little bastard. A good, credible, reliable source tells me that you grey shitheads fart chemtrails and shit cancer bricks. Oh no, he's going full Alex. Yeah, he's creepy, but he's my creepy little bastard and I'll defend his honour, president or no president. But we've only just met. Shut up and grab a bottle, you freakish light bulb headed bookworm. It's time to smash some faces and fuck some skulls. Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong, son. Gay frogs! <laughs> a massive, hyper violent brawl breaks out. Lizards fight greys, Nordics fight Al- Atlanteans. Atlanteans, while Slobstar and Snide fight Trump and Jones like a man possessed. Slobstar unleashes his fearsome battle cry. Fuck you, I'm Blackburn! (laughs) (laughs) Get this creepy bastard's giant finger out of my eye! I'm going blind! I'll finger fuck your mind, Alex! (laughs) (laughs) You will hang for this, Slobstar. The violence continues. People are being punched through portals into other dimensions. Bottles, knives, laser swords, brass knuckles, and miniature thermonuclear grenades have all been used. It looks like all is lost for Sam's place, as the world's most secret bar is on the verge of being swallowed by a whirlwind of brawling creatures. Then, from the corner of the bar, comes a booming voice of calm, stopping the fighting in its tracks. I am Vrillen of the Ashtag Intergalactic Command. I come to you in peace. Only by putting down your weapons can you attain the next level of your evolution. Vrillen was interrupted as a Newcastle brown ale bottle was smashed over the back of his magnificent head. Sorry, Vrilly boy. No time for that hippie shit. I'm going to score a set on. Eat glass, Donny, you big orange bellend. <laughs> Just as the insane brawl was about to re- erupt, Sam's prayers were answered. The entire bar shook to the unmistakable sounds of the coolest ship in the galaxy landing outside. President Trump had no idea what he was in for as he kneeled, cradling the limp body of his fallen bum chum <laughs> Alex Jones. He swore to himself that he would nuke Sam's place off the face of the earth. But Trump had no idea whose ship it was outside. Even in a fictional world, Donald Trump is a fuckhead. The patrons of the bar looked up in awe as the footsteps of a god rang out. Fuck me. Oh my god, it can't be. See, it is me, Capitan Borito from Dimension X. (laughs) My fingers are throbbing. He's so dreamy. I don't care who you are. I will close this bar down. Then I will nuke it. With my big button. (laughs) Eh, Bendeco, 
Why don't you just chill out and enjoy a burrito? I built walls to keep people like you out. Oh, Holmes, I'm not people. I'm all burrito essay. President Trump died a slow and agonizing death as Captain Burrito forced a burrito down his windpipe. His body was placed on top of Alex Jones's body in a very gay way, <laughs> and they were both sent to decompose in Dimension X. The drinks are on the house. Oh, cheers, Captain. I owe you one. No problem, For you, Slabstar, I would do anything. You were incredible back there. Eh, hey, fingers to yourself, you creepy little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and, so to, and so the patrons of Sam's Place went back to their business. Science Officer Snidey did some probing in the name of science. A USA had an election, and Commander Slobstar and Captain Burrito from Dimension X went on to save many worlds and break the hearts of many, many green-skinned girls. Mm. They also snorted seven metric tons of Martian cocaine, but that's a different story for another time. Hey. And Blackburn Rovers won the Champions League. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well hey. done, boys. That was funny. Fucking well done. Thank you. Well done the voices there. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, fair play. I didn't realise how many voices there were going to be in that. <laughs> I tried to write it so that there was no two... So none of that happened. Like I like the fact it was a brummy lizard. That was brilliant. <laughs> um, thanks for indulging me, boys. That was a. I spent about two hours of my life last night scribbling out the the ramblings of a madman. So if Sam's Place does exist, let us know, listener. If you enjoyed Sam's Place, I might write another one. But I'd love to think that it is full of every type. Remember, you gave me the list of aliens last time we recorded. Yeah. The I couldn't think of them last night. When I was trying to write. But how, how many was there? Oh, there was at no. least five. So there's probably more, but that was the most common five. Yeah, all those different types and some of these solar warden pilots. Yeah, what was he knocking around? Just knocking around, having a drink like the, like that fucked up bar in Star Wars. <laughs> to quote Jane Silent Bob. Um, yeah, and if listeners would like to email us and tell us what they thought, and if they want us to do another one, on to the main thrust and potatoes of. Uh, because we're 40 minutes in, which isn't too bad for us. That's pretty good. Um, that's about average, isn't it, for the news section? Yeah, we've only had one piss break. That's a bit yeah, right. that's it. We did a fucking play. Yeah. Um, so, would you like to introduce the, quite frankly, fantastic name of this week's subject, Ben? It is Solar Warden. Metal as fuck. Yeah, I also wrote, I put in my notes, it sounds like the next Star Wars movie, Episode 9, Solar Warden. Yeah. Or, like, it made me think of, like, I don't know if Cybertron has a son, I don't think it does, but if they did have a son and there was a giant space transformer whose job it was to guard Cybertron's yeah. son and maybe he was powered by it, he'd be called Solar Warden. He would. What would um, he transform into, though? Oh, a son? <laughs> no, that makes no sense. <laughs> a, a, Dyson, a Dyson Sphere? <laughs> I'm so stupid. Sorry, it's a uh, physics term. <laughs> <laughs> All right, science officer. <laughs> science officer Mike, explain what that Dyson is. Dyson sphere is what they is what scientists believe that type um, three civilizations are mm. able to harness the whole power of the sun. So they would build something all around the sun and harness the whole power Whoa. for their civilization. That's a Dyson sphere. So that'd be a pretty cool thing to transform into. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> And you probably would need that to power a load of Transformers. That's how you'd take over galaxies and worlds. Yeah. Galvatron would want to take yeah. the power of him. But wow, that's pretty fucking cool. And what's a Type 3 civilization? It's the Kardashev scale. 
And so, genuinely to the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like, you what? That's something entirely different. <laughs> that's how much you of a slut you can be. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, baby, I'm nice to meet you. Where are you on the Kardashian scale? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I've just invented something, guys. <laughs> I'm going to go and work on that. Is that a dice? So, so, so type four is what double anal is it? <laughs> so there's an actual yeah. <laughs> so type type one's a uh... type one's missionary position. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there is a, a fucking a scale of like types of life forms that, that theoretical that would need to, what to survive yeah. in certain atmospheres. They would need to be this. They well, kind of work it's, backwards. It's, it's quite it's quite general. It's just it's about how advanced they are. So type one would be a planetary mm. civilization that can harness the whole power of the planet. Right. Which we haven't managed yet. Oh, we haven't. Oh man, we're not. Oh, no, we don't use. Well, the no, we, power, we're using we? bones of dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know it's. <laughs> dinosaur bones, man. Oh yeah, I literally burn dinosaur bones mm. all day for work, don't I? Yeah. Same garden song. Oh, that's mad. Wow. Yeah. Well, so uh, type two. Can harness the power of the solar system, I think. Fucking hell, that's a lot, isn't so it? So they're out there in their local surroundings, you know, I using think, the energy. Actually, I think it's interplanetary, maybe. It might be more than one planet. Yeah, that Type makes sense. three is solar system, so they've got the Dyson sphere. Mm-hmm. They can harness the whole power of the, whatever sun. And then right. type four is... is they harness the power of the universe, don't they? Universe well, galaxy, I think. Maybe universe. I'm not sure. It's something like that. And it was a scale that goes... Well, one to four, fourth is like, yeah, power of the whole universe. Sweet. Well, we're a long way from that. Yeah. I mean, I could barely get my fucking phone to charge <laughs> 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 yeah. Solar Warden. Yes. Kick, I'm, I'm leaving um, Third Eye Garlic, the, our fictional reggae band, <laughs> and I'm going to kick off on my own solo project, Solar Warden. And it's gonna be Iron Maiden esque. Sounds like it should be. Yeah. Um, um, but so it we is said the, we were gonna start the best. Yeah. In, um, best yes. way into this story it is. is to talk about a dude, isn't it? A real it dude. What should um, we say? What Solar Warden is? That's well, it is start. the secret space program, which is allegedly a secret space fleet, which has been up in space since 1980. Ooh, before um, we were born. Yeah. yeah. I've been in space before you were very born. So um, let's let's go to Gary McKinnon and yes. then we'll kick on with a bit more about solar water. Solar water. Because <laughs> how do we know about how do we know about this? <laughs> the most secret of secrets. Secrets. How do we, your average conspiratorial theorist, know about it? And that is because of a man named Gary McKinnon, who's just a dude. Yeah, he is. A bit of autistic, would you say, maybe? I think he is, is he, actually, or yeah. was that invented well, well, as part of the defence? I've seen interviews with him. Mm. Me too. And he seems perfectly normal to me. He does. He's a bit of a stoner. Mm. Apparently so, yeah. yeah. The, um, so, should we say so what he a did? stoner can hack. Who did he hack? Who so, is he? Let's say, right, Gary McKinnon is, is a... He's a British guy. He's from Scotland, isn't he? Um, and he was born in 1966, so... Oh, 1966, 20... the, time, the only time we won the World Cup. It's a hallowed date in the memories of the English. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, he was born in a special year, so yeah, he's yeah. a special dude. And when Church of Satan was created. Mm. Hail, oh. him, hail him, our, hail. our Lord Satan. Well, he's a systems administrator. And uh, 
And he's the Antichrist. Yes. Satan or Gary McKinnon? Gary McKinnon. I thought Satan packed him because this was a ministry. Born in 1966. Yeah, it's all had enough. As previously stated, bit of a stoner, I think, is into your alternative theories, let's say, and also. He claims to be on the autistic. Isn't he? Well, he didn't start off as that, did he? He taught him. The interview I watched, he he was a self-taught hacker who used his, um, was it his aunt, his girlfriend's... His aunt, girlfriend's auntie's aunt's computer. computer. And it, but his, his, user, his hacker name was Solo. Solo. Um, it does sound kind of cool, I'll give yeah, him that. That's pretty cool. And he actually left taunting messages mm. for well, them. On, should I yeah, tell you? He sounds like a loader, doesn't he, Solo? Mm. Well, tell well you yeah, the, yeah. The official crime he was... Um, uh, accused of because he did some hacking didn't he and we'll get into what the good bits of what he claims to have seen but um so he's he's a little scottish dude imagine him having his here and a little he doesn't speak the scottish accent does he but he's smoking his weed yeah he's using his girlfriend's auntie's computer to look at a lot of shit that he shouldn't be looking at and he's doing it a lot mm. hours and hours of it and one day he gets a knock at the door from the british police who tell him that uh, he's wanted by the American government. Did they... So we, did we arrest him? We arrested him first. Um, and apparently he says, in the interview I watched, that they were... Um, when he was first arrested, they were very jovial with him and um, very pleasant. Our police. Our they? police, yeah. And they, yeah, they would be. They're, they're, they're pretty quite enjoying it, aren't they, they? And they told him, according to Gary, that um, he'd be let off with a caution. It's nothing to worry about. A few weeks go by and the British police in charge of the case have been contacted by the Americans. They've been actually out to America. Wow. Flown out there and come back with an entirely new attitude. Right. Gary and and then um, are we on good cop bad cop at this point kind then? of yeah um, and the US military basically they were intent on extraditing him to America for they claimed he not only hacked but he they claimed deleted information yeah. which um, stopped supply runs and things and caused critical damage wasn't it uh, to a, a, the, the Navy, though? Not, not Solar mm, One, it was to the... No, not to... It was he to tried the actual, to mess around with it. With the ship. I think it was munitions claim. shipments to yes. the Atlantic Fleet, was it? Or something, something like that? that. Now, they claim that Gary plays down what he did. You know, he likes to say, no, I was just looking for some aliens. But also, were they... Is this the US? Because they've got to have a reason to extradite this guy. They, yeah. uh, they're claiming that he did physical... Use the computer to cause real damage to their defence their defense and their security. Uh, he did leave a little message. Do you, have you got one of his messages? I've got it here if you haven't. No, go for it. He left a few things that were slightly political. US foreign policy... I'm quoting now. This is one of the uh, messages that Gary left in a in the US system somewhere. US foreign policy is akin to government-sponsored terrorism these days. It was not a mistake that there was a huge security stand-down on September 11 last year. I am solo. I will continue to destruct at the highest levels. Don't leave him messages. Yes, he also left one that says, your security is crap, which is such a British way of putting it. <laughs> which basically they then know they've got to narrow their search down yeah. to Great Britain. Well, because <laughs> no, no one else in the world would call it crap. Exactly. Okay. So, th this guy though, then 
uh, one of the interview I watched, did you see this, Mike, where he was saying, because we'll get, we'll save what he found, I think, for the end, because that's the juicy bit. This yeah. is just his story. This is how you know this is real, listener, though, because this is all, this was massive front page news for him. Yeah, yeah. It was a, as a fight to stop yep. him. Be, we fought as well. To keep celebrities. to stop him being extradited to America. Yep, celebrities got involved. Yeah, 11 and a half year court battle. Celebrities got involved to raise money for his legal battles and he claimed to be autistic and he also, he was clever. I feel sorry for him, but he was smart. He said, the second time it's said that I'm going to be extradited, I will kill myself and this is how I'm going to do it. Uh, and he's... How was he going to do it? I can't remember. He did say, he said in the interview I watched, um, but I can't think now. Um, and he's, and the doctor basically said to a court, like, no, no, that is, I believe this. Uh, so... From our sort of point of view, we're a bit more humane, I would say, in our legal system. But yeah. America, they wanted him to face, it was it 70 years? 70 years. years. Um, yeah, I've, I've got it somewhere, what it was for. Um, no, 70 years. Um, it is, actually, it's also the um, it's the biggest military computer hack of all time. Mm. So you've got China and North Korea battering on the door. Of the American computer defense network every day, apparently dozens of times an hour. Yeah. And Gary McKinnon on his aunt is mm. on his girlfriend's aunt is computer. And he's self-taught apparently. Self-taught manages to hack his way through. Mm-hmm. I heard that they didn't have many defenses. He claims in the interview I watched that there was thousands of other people who shouldn't have been on the servers on the servers while he was, and they were right. aware of each other. And he could see that they were from all over the world. Wow! Which, mm. if you let, if you led to believe the claims that they are, they literally defend themselves against dozens of attacks an hour and every day, mm. every hour, every day from the Chinese. Yeah. Then you've got to wonder why Gary McKinnon's How just having a stroll through, leaving a few mocking little messages. Mm. Fuck you, America! What? You want it? I'm Gary fucking McKinnon. This, you know, I mean. Well, I'm solo. I'm, I'm solo. He's not going to give his real name. <laughs> well, he found him anyway. My girlfriend's Obviously not clever theory. enough to find, hide his IP address. And, uh, well, I heard him in the interview say that the moment he sort of he was looking at a picture that we'll talk about a bit later, and he literally saw the computer he was hacking, the person who take control of the mouse and click it off and take control back, and he's like, oh. But, shit, where was I going? Oh, yeah, my, my girlfriend said, she thinks he was allowed in as far as he got so that they could then make an example of him. Gotcha. Uh, to Makes sense. To other more qualified people from trying, which is one theory. Uh, but so, they try to extradite him. It takes 11 fucking years. It's very long and drawn out, but they don't. The guy is still, you can find him online, walking free, and probably very happy. Yeah, because at the time, the US and the UK didn't have an extradite treaty. Uh, yeah. They changed the law for him. They changed him. the law for him, and mm. they changed it so it would punish retrospectively. Uh, so to try and get him specifically, yeah, but no. still he managed to get over, didn't he? I was thinking about this the other day. Um, all this support that he got from celebrities and things—if you put your mind back to around that time when it happened, two thousand and two, two thousand and four, anti-American sentiment was at a high. Oh because God, yeah. George Bush. Yeah, we'd the Iraq. Iraq War. I remember I was at uni around that time, I was reading Michael Moore's books. Oh, he was you know, uh, where I found out 9-11. Yeah, I had, anti, I had a poster with all Bush's stupid 
more on it, quotes on it. It was all anti So yeah, it's just fair to that, say that the average British public was not mm. a fan of. So, um, well, no, so this though. played into people. that though, didn't it? An aggressive American, like I don't yeah. care if he's autistic. Uh, yeah. He's just a normal bloke. We want him seventy years. We want him now. Uh, and I guess maybe the British mindset at that time was like, this is just akin to going into the illegal wars and all well, that we, stuff. Yeah, like there was American. there was a feeling that we were kind of America's little lapdog mm, at the time, yeah. and the on the world stage as well. As a this more is a way to them, this know. is a way to stand up, yeah. wasn't it? And, yeah. and our friend Theresa May. Wow. Had something to do with this as she, she? was foreign secretary at the time. Home uh, secretary. Home. Yeah, home? one of the home secretaries. Secretary, yeah. She was one of them. She's um, pivotal in the fact that he was not extradited. Interesting. Yeah. So we owe something, I suppose, because I like this guy. I've got to say, I've watched his interviews and I quite like him. Mm. I have a theory about that. What, what's that? That it will come in later on. That yeah. uh, because we. We contribute certain technologies to Solar Warden. It may have been a case of uh, we, we kind of may have done a deal behind the back to keep McKinnon here, possibly, mm-hmm. something like that. Because because we contribute to the technologies involved mm. within its programme, quite heavily, apparently. Well, we are the world leaders in everything. Apart from in the sports we invented. We're, we're pretty much up there. And fitness. We sell to fucking Saudi Arabia. Yes, um, but then again, so is everyone else. <laughs> Uh, Does it mean that we should? Do oh, it? I'm not saying we should. No. no do no. we sell to Mars? Well, uh, yeah. so uh, is there any more about Gary before we we reveal dun, 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 what this Scottish stoner actually found? Which well, he probably saw a shitload of stuff because he was doing it for hours and hours. But the two or three. He said things, he was doing it for months before. Yeah. yeah. So it just bug me that he never kind of. Where's the, he must have downloaded his stuff. Must have they took his, stuff. They've got that original hard drive. It's yeah. never been given back to him. He claims to still be fighting to try and get that back because that's where he says the list is. I'll guarantee which you we'll explain later. That's been destroyed. Uh, but yeah, so let's explain what he found. He found out evidence for a secret space program, Solar Warden, an Earth Defense Force, a Solar Defense Force. Mm. It consists of at least. At least eight cigar-shaped motherships, which are two football fields in length. A bit like that asteroid that we saw. Yeah, on a mirror. Yeah. Oh. And that was a cigar-shaped, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. And 43 scout ships. Mm. Now, just to, on the which cigar apparently ship. are the famous black triangles uh, that are a, a lot of UFO sightings. Flying Doritos, I've got some stuff on them. Yeah. But just on the, the, the cigar shape thing, we learned in a previous episode, and I'm a bit disappointed by this, that the reason of the, the cigar uh, is basically just dealing with debris and asteroids. That it's just the least likely to get twatted by stuff, I suppose. Mm. Which... Yeah, I know it's sensible, but fuck, X-Wings look so cool. They do, don't they? <laughs> but, you know, eh, science. Yeah. So, yes, the so run them numbers by me one more time. So, so there's eight cigar-shaped motherships. Yeah, and they're pretty huge, aren't they? Two football, football fields in length. So, I don't know if there's an American football field or whatever. I don't know if there's actually, I don't even know if there's a size yeah. difference between American football big. fields. I don't like American football. So <laughs> Me neither. I've never. I tried to watch the Super Bowl once and gave up after twenty minutes because I don't see what they needed the armor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. Well, it's true. It is true. And, yeah, and then there was um, forty-three scout ships, uh, which are the and and then there's the I suppose there's all the support mm. craft and different things. 
So it's, it's pretty sizable, in all fairness. And it's made up of black budget contractors from the US aerospace industry, but parts and systems by the Canada, the UK, Austria, Russia, and Australia. Oh. Hmm. So it's, it is almost, and it does, even though it is sort of US, predominantly US built and crude, mm. it does come under the authority of the UN to a, to a degree. So I suppose that would be a new contact kind of thing. Mm. Well, Wouldn't it? You were like, all right, well, I'm the new contact over to the UN, and um, if we meet someone new, and then the Americans can bomb it. <laughs> <laughs> These motherships, he's literally seen them. Uh, grounded, like he saw an aerial like bird's eye view, wasn't it? I think. So where's he? See- Am I being confused? What has he seen? Them? No, he's parked on the ground. No, no. I, I, in I, orbit. It would be it? in orbit if anything, yeah, because you wouldn't. That's something that big couldn't yeah. just pop down. I mean, yeah, that's very true. People would see it. Too many, unless it's got some kind of cloaking device. But even mm. so, the amount of, but. We have to assume here that we're not mm. dealing with what we think our level of technology is. Right. And we've got, um, uh, what's his face, uh, Ben Rich, yeah. Lockheed Skunk Works, 1975 to 1991. He's the father of the stealth bomber. He's the guy that suggested the SR-71 Blackbird should be painted black. Yeah. Probably could, well, because of it, it would reduce friction. And uh, secondly, because it looks fucking cool. It looks cold. fucking <laughs> badass. Yeah. Um, so I, we, we have given this quote before, but it is, it's always worth going over again. It is very relevant. Contains to this episode. Very much so. Um, we already have the means to travel among the stars, but those technologies are locked up in black projects, and it would take an act of God to ever get them out to benefit humanity. Anything you can imagine, we already know how to do. We now have the technology to take E.T. home. No, it wasn't. It, it won't take someone's life to do it. There's an error in the equations and we know what it is. We now have the capability to travel to the stars. First, you have to understand that we will not get to the stars using chemical propulsion. Secondly, we have to devise a new propulsion technology. What we have to do is find where Einstein went wrong. Mm. Now, this was new to me because you mentioned this the other week. This was 93 and the final slide of that presentation was a black disc flying into space. (laughs) Einstein was wrong. This is we mentioned this, I think, last time, last week, sometime. But uh, that's new to me. So, is that fact? Is he wrong? Well, what's wrong, wrong about, about quantum physics? he's only a man. He must have made yeah, mistakes. I think it was Niels Bohr. Niels Bohr's. Niels Niels Bohr, <laughs> Swedish or. <laughs> Can we just call him Niels Bohr from now on? <laughs> he, won the, uh, he won the Nobel Prize, didn't he? You're pretty much all with that in my head, Mike. Discovering sort of quantum mechanics. Discovering Neil's balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Armstrong's balls. Maybe. That's a, I read a bit Armstrong in this, actually. Yeah. And they were saying that, obviously, all the astronauts know about it, and they probably served in it, yeah. and they were all surprised that he never made a deathbed confession. Apparently, oh, with dead. Armstrong. Is he dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah Neil Armstrong's dead. dead. Oh, one is one of my heroes. I was oh. quite good when he died, actually. Oh, if he knew. Yeah. Um, I heard he was. He gave a quote. I don't know whether it's, it can be proven that he said that he, this is him talking, but that, um, that they were warned off the moon. Mm-hmm. They saw something, and that technology's been. We've 
back engineered technology from Asia yeah. and stuff. Apparently, allegedly. Yeah, I've got something that. later actually, mm-hmm. so um, I'll save that. So. Yeah, so there's a chance that we have potentially, if we have back engineered, if we've had crashed UFOs, obviously we go back to our Roswell episode, where we weren't all that supportive of it. In fact, we were accused of, uh, on Facebook, of um, uh, sort of being a bit of a cover-up sort of uh, oh. episode, actually. Being a Nazi shill. Shills. Shills. Yeah. Shills. Um, but we, we didn't... Well, listen, my entire attitude, and I'll stand by this, if you've been listening in order... I, my and God help your sanity. Yeah. <laughs> my fucking attitude to aliens has changed significantly since the fucking Pentagon has basically started <laughs> confirming that they are real. Um, so yeah, I, I may have scoffed at Roswell and anything with the term ufologist attached to it, but right now I'm all fucking ears. Okay? <laughs> I'm all fucking ears. So. Just tell us who they are and what they want. <laughs> <laughs> We started hearing Edgar Mitchell quote. Probe me. Always. We were a little bit critical of Edgar Mitchell in our uh, emergency broadcast. I I was. I I massively said, but I do know a little bit more about him that makes Um, me think space crazy. Um, But. Oh, was he the the, the (laughs) astronaut that that did seances and. That's right, yeah. Tried to do ESP sessions from space. Um, We called him a bit of a prick, I think, yeah. It didn't come off well. I'd like to apologise for that, actually. Sorry. I suspect that in the last 60 years or so, there has been some back engineering and the creation of this type of equipment that is not nearly as sophisticated yet as what the apparent visitors have. So basically he's saying, we've got, something we've got stuff, we've back engineered it, but it ain't as good as what the aliens have got, because mm-hmm. we're still on a learning curve. And if you think this is, let's say, so, so let's say from 47, right, that we had something mm-hmm. and we immediately started back engineering this. And Solar One's been up by the 80s. 1980, they finished it. So that means they must have had to start building in the 60s. Easy, mustn't it? Yeah. I mean, 20 years to build eight motherships. Well, I mean, these things are two football pitches. And that's that's well, hang on. Did not that... as big as an aircraft carrier, I don't think. What's, what's it called when Eisenhower met the aliens? Oh, I, I, I don't remember the mm, name of the, the treaty, but yeah. That was in the mid-60s, was it not? Yeah, but, so no, that like, was the 50s. Oh, okay, so it makes sense that it started after then, yeah. didn't it? They would have given us the technology. Yeah. Well, I heard it was actually 1942. 42? The Los Angeles, Battle of Los Angeles. Battle of Los Angeles, all right, go on, because exactly I haven't heard this theory. I know about the Battle of Los Angeles, though. Was I'm... there an actual, not like the movie with AIDS? No, no. Oh. Based, do, you know, do you know about the historical one? No. From 1942? So. Um, I'll slip our history head on. Hey. Um, 1942, it's Los Angeles, it's on the west coast, everyone's terrified of another Japanese attack, because right. Pearl Harbor had happened, and um, you know, there's been U-boats spotted, a Japanese submarine, sorry, spotted off the coast of um, California and everything, mm. and they're all in a bit of a flap, and then all of a sudden on the, the night in question, the anti-aircraft batteries around uh, um, Los Angeles just open up, mm. the searchlights going up. They they fire something like um, like over a thousand shells up in the air. I remember anti-aircraft shells. They yeah. go up, mm. they explode, they blow out fragmentation. Mm. Whatever they don't hit falls back to the earth. Right. And nothing was hit. They Fair. found no wreckage. But there's a That's photo. What they to think. They found you know there was they found there was a photo of something being illuminated by the searchlights. Oh. And obviously then, 
you know, everything opened up at it, and they didn't hit anything. And they put it down to they put it down to bloom bombs. They put it down to radar because uh, mm. uh, yeah, the Japanese launched a series of bloom bombs. You discussed it in the Rosal episode. Yeah, um, I heard about that. The, um, and they were saying, oh, you know, just a radar blip. It was just something that you know wasn't there. It was just radar was still fairly primitive at the time. Well, I don't think mm. we'd give them the best version of it because. Mm. We had a pretty decent radar, and we probably wouldn't have given them the, the very best one. There, there was no, I mean, did you have commercial airliners back then? No, well, you, no, well, to a point, but uh, nothing. There probably wouldn't have been anything flying over that, no, that time. No, that's what I've seen. It's just lucky that. Um, yeah, well, according to uh, William Tompkins, who wrote a book in 2015 called "Selected by Extraterrestrials," mm. he says that 1942 is when we got the first piece. Wow! It started there. So that yeah. would tie in with the Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah. So we yeah. so must have down. blown a bit off it. Ah, that's what? before Roswell. Yeah, he worked for the aerospace industry think tank, tasked with designing one kilometre long, uh, or sorry, just kilometre long, didn't actually state, anti-grav spacecraft for uh, US Navy. Um, I can't read that. <laughs> can't read your own writing. UFOs. <laughs> I do what that says. Oh yes, it's U F and O. <laughs> We're talking about fucking you. Oh, that was brilliant. Genius. Genius. He says he personally designed five spaceships. And thirty support ships. Right. Okay. Was one of them the, um, the the black triangle by any chance? Do we know? Because the, the, the flying Dorito, the A twelve. It's actually uh, Randy Kramer. Uh, it's its official military name is the MB one B, and it's known as the Black Manta. Apparently. Oh. Uh, he, he says that the US the fleet, workhorse. the Sorry. US fleet of UFOs are under the control of Majestic Twelve. Ah, uh, you see, the MG Twelve. Mm. I've never quite gone in for that. And he says right. that the US Navy, they work closely with the Nordics, who come from the Orion constellation, influence building the pyramids, and we're fighting off lizard aliens mm, who mm. want to enslave the human race. He says I've that, heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. He says that the, the reptiles made a pact. This is going back uh, to our first, very first episode. They made a pact. They forgot the, the missing episode, Mike. We never, we haven't recovered no, it. No, this is the occult, German occult. Oh, right. It goes back to the Third Reich. He says the reptilians made a pact with the Third Reich. Oh, the fucking... How can the Nazis make a pact to reptile men when they're all about purity? Well, well, that's just the illusion of it, isn't it? Perhaps it is true. Power. The reptilians made a pact with the Third Reich, giving them, quote, box full of toys <laughs> in exchange for allowing Hitler to enslave the human race for them. I, I want to see Goering's box of toys mm. that he received. <laughs> the the <laughs> cocaine crazed transvestite. I want to see yeah. his box of toys. <laughs> you hear it before you saw it. Imagine this reptile, reptilian. He's coming down from the craft. <laughs> down the road, carrying boxes of stuff. <laughs> and one's just like buzzing. <laughs> Photon powered dildos and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Arms, just oh, one's command. Yeah. Brian, turn this off. <laughs> oh, it's so powerful. <laughs> he says he worked on stolen Nazi UFO plans, um, stolen by US Navy spies. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Well, in, in yeah, I suppose so. 
Yeah, and uh, they say they got this information from someone called Maria Orsic. Right. Born in uh, 1895 Vienna, and she was a medium. Oh, right, so you've just lost my, you've just lost my interest oh, there. Man. That channeled the information from alien oh. civilizations on how to build UFOs. Oh, well, you, just, you just lost my interest in that. But she was a part of the Vril Society. Yeah, who told the Nazis they were great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Vril Society founded in Germany in 1921, based on a book called The Coming Race in 1871 by Edmund Bulwer-Lytton. Which details <laughs> the account of subterranean master race with energy form Vril. Yeah, she's yeah. not winning me over. This is a novel. I know. And Vril in a novel can destroy like lightning or replenish life. It can either kill or or do good. Just like Bovril. And the inner, inner circle of the fuel society um, was part of um, the Vril society. Had close ties with the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Oh, Mr. Ke- Mr. Cowley. Mr. Cowley. Oh, thank you, Mr. Cowley. <laughs> I love him. He, the, g- he gave me all the wonder that I have the, in my life right now. The most talented anus in black magic. <laughs> I don't know that firsthand. <laughs> in this book, he claims that the moon is actually an artificial command centre for the reptiles. I've heard that what, before. Which is what St. Ike says. St. Ike. He said when astronauts first went to the moon, it was already occupied by nine feet Draco reptilians who, quote, gave them the finger, gave us the finger. So they were already stand there behind their spacecraft, apparently. We came down. Yeah. And the, the, the reptiles were like, give us a finger. Uh, yeah, but literally. <laughs> well, he didn't say literally, but he said oh. they were. Well, yeah. So Neil Armstrong steps down. Turns around once, which is one small mm. step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Mm. Sets foot on the moon, turns around. Lizard man. Lizard man. Well, apparently, according to this. <laughs> Brandon character, giving yeah. him a big <gasps> green like middle that finger. Episode of Star Trek: The Original Series where Kirk fights the fights the yeah. lizard man on the rock. I I reckon Armstrong would be better in a fight than Kirk. Probably. He did a few wrestling moves. Did like a, a monkey flip. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, he, he says sorry. that um, Armstrong wasn't the first. Mm. He said that all the astronauts are Masons, and first of all, they they, they, they got off and they put the, the Mason plaque on the moon, big okay. Mason plaque. Then went back onto the module and then did the whole first, you know, Neil Armstrong gotcha. thing. Yeah, that's what he says. Mm. He says all the uh, he said the astronauts saw ancient structures on the far side of the moon. And he said that the reptilians control nearly every government on Earth, uh, apart from a few, which the Nordics influence. And the Scandinavia, by any chance? (laughs) 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 And he says the reptiles eat humans and perform blood sacrifices and they want to enslave the human race and they're getting stronger. What's this guy's name again? Uh, William Tompkins. He was 92 when he wrote this book. Selected by Extraterrestrials 2015. He was a 1950s... He worked in the on anti-grav spacecraft for the U.S. Navy. Allegedly. Allegedly, this is what he's saying. Well, it's it's a tale. So I thought that was interesting. To yeah, it up. is. Yeah, it's. There's another. There's another take on it. Another take on it. Absolutely. Well, can we all... take a break? Do you mind? Yeah, I need a person and some more beer, so it's all good. I'll pause that there, gentlemen. Hey. Back from the um, urine break, and our bladders are empty, and our cans are full, and <laughs> something's been rolled. Imagine if 
when people are listening, so we're always like, piss break, because yeah. we're so unprofessional. If they're on a train or a bus somewhere and like, they really need a piss, and they're like, bastards! <laughs> uh, that's the beauty of podcasting. Mm. We do what we want. So, one of the other things, Mr. McKinnon, our intrepid hacker, one of the most important things he claims to have found, was he saw a list, uh, it was labelled uh, extraterrestrial officers, wasn't it? And then it was a list yeah. of commanders, sergeants, people like that. Um, yeah, what annoys me is he can't remember one single name. Yeah. yeah. Kind of... You think one name would yeah. have stood out? Yeah, but it's probably stood like Jones. That's just so you'd remember them. Well, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. He, when he was looking at it, he didn't realise... Everyone knows someone called Jones. And they're certainly in Britain. Uh, he's in Wales. Well, are you, so because that's the thing. That's what we need to decide. If he did, if it's true, he saw a list that said extraterrestrial. Is it, it extraterrestrial off-world officers? I'm sure it was extraterrestrial. I don't. Uh, uh, I don't mind either. I'm just. I can't remember. I think it was extraterrestrial. Maybe then. Yeah. All right. We'll go with extraterrestrial okay. slash off-world. Because extraterrestrial probably. Um. Now, does that mean? Officers, officers who are extraterrestrials. Yeah, maybe. Or does it mean officers, human officers, who go off-world? There was ship-to-ship ship transfers as well, that was wasn't the there? List. And yeah. I still, I'm not sure what that actually means, ship-to-ship. Ship, it just like, means, like, like, like sort of people swapping stuff. over. Okay. So, say, like, oh, mm. USS whatever needs a, is, has got a vacancy for a, I don't know, stores mm. officer then the stores officer from USS so-and-so might go over and it's just a transfer of who is where, effectively. Or like a, a lizard barman. Or, or a lizard barman <laughs> or, or a, a dashing commander. <laughs> well, see, because we've got to take his... He reckons this stuff is saved on that first original hard drive that they took. Um, but wouldn't you go back and look at it? That's the thing, wouldn't you? They didn't know they were going to come and take yeah, I know, but you go, fuck me, that fucking list. And you'd look at it, you'd spend, I'd spend hours looking at that shit. Don't you just think, in disbelief, but I'd be soaking it in. If he's going to make something up, though, like, it's fairly tame, really, isn't it? I saw a list. I mean, it could mean anything. Oh, yeah, that is true enough. It could be a code word. Extraterrestrial, it could be an under... It, do you know what I mean? It could have been... Could have been a joke file that somebody had saved. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> like, that's some... That, um, these are the Department of Defence guys, just uh, like... Uh, just made a list of and called it the extraterrestrial officers list. And yeah, but it's a it's also the kind of boring thing you would find mm. in paperwork. Yeah, I would you like just, to believe this. So, yeah, so would I. I. I love the idea. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So what are you then? What's your money on? Alien officers or human officers who travel extraterrestrially? Um, a mix. Mm, I like your style. I think it's a bit federation-y. Ooh, I'm I, mean, I think the majority of them are humans, but in mm. terms of, like, the technology, I think if there was, like... Uh, like we had Officer Snidey from the little mm. sketch earlier. If there was a grey who... And we got the technology for that proportion system from the greys, mm. then I like to think that he might be the sort of engineering guy. Okay. Because yeah. he would know... But he'd have, like, a human yeah. with him. He'd enjoy such but, earthly things as pool and... Yes. Uh, you know, we'd show him <laughs> things like that, like, and... Yeah, I mean, you know, know. it would be a Babs. in the, in the show. It would be like a, a bit of a sort of um, an odd couple going on. Yeah, yeah. But I, just, I mean, even if it's genuinely real, like you know, if they're all living together and you know, 
surely we're going to exchange culture with them as well. Yeah. You know, so there will be maybe a Grey who suddenly finds his extra senses make him really fucking good at playing pool. Yeah. Or, or you know, his telepathy makes him ideal at chatting with earth women, even though he's a <laughs> he old no sexist dude. Life. Yeah. But he's got long fingers. <laughs> you know, but because of his telepathy. <laughs> he's up there on the Kardashian scale. <laughs> it's basically every sci fi it's Star Trek, it's all of those, isn't it? That's yeah. what we want, don't we? What yeah, we, we do. Well I don't know if I actually want it to be true. Oh, I do, yeah, I do. too much for my brain. I do, yeah. If it is true, Fucking hell, can you imagine us three walking into a fucking bar full of aliens? God, can we interview you for our podcast? You just got ranting about the Las Vegas shooting again. Me and Michael will be trying to calm you down. You'll be having a go at really. You find it some weird alien, but no, guys, that's on its anus. I'm screaming into its anus. There was two shooters at least. At which point my, distra- my, my attention is distracted by a green woman at the bar. Exactly. <laughs> but, so, and, you know, how did we get there? I don't know. <laughs> Gary. Extraterrestrial officers. Yeah, there you go. Boom. I think it's better both. Yeah. I'd like to think if that's... Okay. As long as it's all friendly and it is like the Federation, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's all like wharfs, security officer. Hey. Worst security yeah. officer in the world gets his ass kicked in so he fights someone. But that's the point. He's a security officer. It's a Klingon. He knows what he's on about. Um... <laughs> Even has got a head like a fanny. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was alright when he had that silver thing. Don't yeah. know what it meant, but it looked cool. Physical, physical deformities don't stop me getting ahead. <laughs> you would say that to his face <laughs> or his fanny. <laughs> No. Or a sharp but, beard. But like you said, though, he always got beat up. So, he no. did. He was cool. But, oh, did you see in the news that his son died? Oh, man. But man. the actor who played his son. Oh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess it's probably sad because he must be younger than... He's not a child anymore. No. That was no. a long time ago. It's not that sad. I can't remember his name. That, that won't stop the Facebook posts. Heartbroken. <laughs> distraught. Don't know what to do. Anyway, I'm ranting. So... Gary found the list and the list of ship to ship transfers and yep. names of ships, which again, Mikey claims he can't remember. Yeah, you uh, think you'd remember a ship's name. Especially Mr. Autistic. Come on. <laughs> oh, sorry, am I, uh, am, I mis- am I misunderstanding how autistic No, no, I just found it really interesting. You're, you're, you're a, I like the fact that you can yeah. Exactly, Rain Man, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Rayman can memorise cars. Surely you can memorise the name of a ship. <laughs> they have one name, but Gary. Yeah, but come on, they would have named these ships to be cool fair, stuff, wouldn't you? To be fair, I've just realised, Gary did have 11 years of sort of psychological trauma uh, in the meantime, and probably a lot of drugs, probably a lot of alcohol. There's a lot of shit I can't remember. That's true. A hell of a lot of shit. So, yeah, I'll give him... I'll give him a pass on the f- not remembering it. As fun as it is to take the piss, but come on. I, I, I just think if, you know, surely there's one ship up there that's got a really fucking cool name. Mm. I mean, like, they tend to name warships. What, like Solar Warden? <laughs> yeah, Solar Warden, Bristol. I remember, like, oh, the Americans aren't too hot on cool names. They like to name things after presidents, but our warships have some great fucking names. We've had, we've had Victory, Dreadnought, Black Prince. Fuck yeah. 
you know, Victoria, yeah. victorious shit like that, and you think, oh, Cannibal Holocaust. HUS <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Oh no, it's the Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> and you know, the ship hoes in the new Duke ship. Yeah, it's just got a big skull on the front. Yeah! Yeah! That's metal as fuck! I like that to think, I like, metal. actually, I like to think that one of these Solar Warden ships has got a big fuck off skull on the front of it. Maybe the, it's the, that skull shaped asteroid. It's come some kind of battering ram. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> that would be sweet. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm very metal. And they play the Black Album into space, even though no one can hear it, they play it. <laughs> I heard something. Of course they can hear it. They can't hear nothing in space. You can't hear in space, but you can yeah, the sense speed. it. Okay. Yeah, we're going to send. Well, we're going to send it to the opposition ship, playing yeah. into Sandman as that skull <laughs> crashes into their ship. That's it. They pick it up. Yeah. yeah. I did hear today in one of the bloody things that was playing in the background because YouTube kept going. Was um, that war in space would be disastrous, because any explosion, every single tiny particle of the thing that explodes the spaceship, let's say, yeah. like your average Star Trek battle, an X-wing blows up. Every single particle of that is just going to keep going, isn't it? Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And eventually that would just litter and destroy. Like it would be war in space would fucking suck for space. Yeah. If we literally had a war on in the in, well, fuck me, like within the moons, like three hundred, three hundred something thousand miles away the moon. Yeah. If we had a war that far out, in solar war. Mm. Maybe we'd see it burn up in the atmosphere. We'd see it. Mm. We'd be able to see it. These ships are as big as they are. Well, think about that then. So every Star Trek dogfight you've seen in space, the planet below... And whatever so, falls, everything comes down, yeah. well, it's going to go so somewhere. Either, so every X-Wing and TIE fighter you've ever seen explode, every single piece of it is either still floating outwards yeah. in the vastness of space for eternity forever, or it's been caught up in the orbit atmosphere of a planet... And either burnt up or actually rained down. Yeah, if it's on the bigger, it'll just below. keep raining down on a, uh, those massive star destroyers. That's well, like I, an asteroid. Actually, um, I, um, Star Trek Into yeah. Darkness. When yeah. when the um, you seen that movie? I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, it's just right, Ben. It comes back mm. to the bad guy. <laughs> but one of the, I think, I'm not sure if it's the Enterprise or some Federation ship, yeah. literally just plummets straight through the atmosphere. Oh, fuck. And just goes through a city because these yeah. things are massive on the moon. Well, two football pitches long in this case. Yeah. How big is the fucking one of the Star Trek ships? Yeah. I've no idea. But it's just plowing through a city yeah. before it stops. It's that idea really yeah, struck me. It's kind of a stoner thing, isn't it? To sit there and go, whoa. I just never thought about it. I just, and because Star Wars is in the on my mind, just every X Wing, just that explosion. So every single fucking particle is just going to keep going for it. Like, that's really bad for space, isn't it? So space well, space is pretty big. Yeah, but it is. There is an infinite space, but there's still gonna be a lot. Of well, imagine then. All right, then you're a ship. You're in a dogfight. One of your ships blows up. Just one tiny fleck apparently can hit something in space, and it's like traveling so yeah. fast. Yeah. So then you get fucking taken down by the debris, the tiny fleck pieces. Bad war in space will suck. One day you'd be flying along in your X-wing, yeah. and a tiny little fleck of metal from a tie fighter you'd shut down twenty years ago. It's honestly because it's going to straight through your cockpit and shoot your head out. Could do, yeah. That is karmic, yeah. like galactic level. That's awesome. Well, haven't they got? Haven't they got deflector shields in Star Trek? They have, haven't they? Mm. Not in Star Wars so much. Do they do have shields in Star Wars? Yeah, but little X-wings don't have them. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe I've been dumb. Was he with the X-wings? Nerds will be going mad now. I did write in my book. You know, I said earlier, it should be called. 
it's Solar Warden Stones, like Episode 9, Solar Warden. I did then write, actually, it should be called Star Wars Episode 9, Revenge of the Fanboy, <laughs> or Attack of the SJW, <laughs> or Episode 9, Nerd Rage. Cause <laughs> fuck me, man. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, don't let me... Do no, Star Wars. no, we're not going to Star Wars. We've been no. there once. That was an interesting. I enjoyed the X-wing explosion discussion. Thing that, is, though, that's why you come here. If you're it? a pilot in space and you're flying an X-wing or a Tie Fighter, mm. right? There's no hope of ejection, is there? You don't eject. No, you can't. You can't. You either land back. So you, if you safe. if you just get blown up, you're dead. That's Have it. You got a helmet but, on, a suit. No, the X-wing pilots Their haven't. Their face is exposed. Yeah, then, then, yeah you can't. Right? The, the TIE fighter guys might stand a bit more of a chance. They say their wing gets blown off, they might survive a bit, but if that X-wing goes up, it's all going up. And then, yeah, you're dead, isn't you? Yeah, you've got no chance of getting out. That's impressive. I'd be like, well, why don't you give me a fucking astronaut suit, you bastards? <laughs> <laughs> so if it, I can eject, yeah. you can maybe just float around a bit. I mean, yeah, you might end up on the windshield of another fighter, but... <laughs> You got a chance, haven't you? Oh, you get oh, a yeah. little tiny piece of debris straight through the heart. Yeah. You got a bit, of, a bit more of a chance, yeah. don't you? Yeah. If you've got a jetpack, you got a jetpack on. Listen, you can power your way out. Every time you take that, Junior Birdman, the hell out of there! Robbie Rocket Pants, Robbie Rocket Pants, Robbie Junior Birdman, you help the bucket. You know, there's two problems with that. Every time you take your X-wing out, you've got to accept into space. You have to accept that there is a very big possibility you won't come back because unless you land that X-Wing somewhere safe for you to get out of i.e. back on the ship you took up off from or yeah. on a planet with an atmosphere you can survive unless those two things happen and there's a lot of other things that can happen you're going to die mm-hmm. and it happens to X-Wing you're fucked if your little droid starts going yeah. server error 404 uh, error 404 oh, not found hell. and he just ejects himself yeah. <laughs> 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 D4! <laughs> D4! Oh. You're adrift. Yeah. Your X-Wing doesn't work. It can't go into hyperdrive without an astronaut mech. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. I have a girlfriend. It's okay to talk about these things. I think. But yeah, so yeah, basically, you've got to take that every time. So this does pertain to the subject. Solar Warden, Space Pilots. It's fucking risky business. It's yeah. got to be, isn't it? And we use the Star Wars as an example just because that's what we all... It's a visual reference we can all... Although people say, am I right, that explosions wouldn't happen in space the way they do in Star Wars. Beautiful, big fireball explosion. There's got to be oxygen in the craft, hasn't there? So um, yeah, that so you not... would get some ignition. But you wouldn't hear anything. No, you wouldn't hear anything. You wouldn't have the TIE fighter noise or the laser noise. Um, It'll be eerily silent. Mm. Oh. That's creepy. Unless you had something, unless you had a radio antenna that could detect it. Think about that the intense dogfight in space. Like, yeah. and it's utterly silent. Yeah. Oh, apart from your radio, the screams <laughs> of your fellow. Your, fe- your mates getting shot up and yeah. exploding. <laughs> and it will really resonate because it is silent, there's no engine noise yeah. or anything. But You'd look to your left and see your mate explode and you just hear his dying scream, <laughs> but not hear anything. You'd hear else. your engine though, wouldn't you? From inside the yeah. car, yeah, you would, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. And your little droid, you'd hear him. But yeah, I'd, I'd just, I suppose I put a bit too much thought into space fights. Um, it's just something that you accept that it just looks cool because we've seen it, but you yeah. actually think of the reality of, or even not just space fighting, just flying in, just, you know, if you're, it's a bit like being a pilot on Earth, 
but you're in space. You know, your job's to go out on scouting missions, cargo, stuff like that. Shooting down reptilians. Well, you know, even without that, it's still fucking risky business, isn't yeah. it? It's still like... Um, it's, it's hostile out there, man. Fucking, yeah. Heavy shit. All right, I've got another quote, anyway, um, to bring us back slightly on topic. Okay. Um, from the Reagan Diaries. Oh, yeah. Uh, entry on the June the 11th, 1985. So at this point, Solar Warden is technically not there for five years. And Reagan doesn't seem to know about it. Which is supposed to make sense. Yeah. He's only the fucking president. I mean, that's just like a level above, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, quote, Lunch with the top five space scientists. It was fascinating. Space truly is the last frontier. And some of the developments, they're in astronomy... Etc. are like science fiction, except they are real. I learned that our shuttle capacity is such that we can orbit 300 people. Now, the space shuttle holds eight, eight people maximum and only five were ever built for space flight. So that's not 300, is That's it? not 300. Um, so, was Mr. Reagan confused? Because uh, he's quite a silly... Wasn't he a bit of a silly man? Um, uh, no. <laughs> uh, he was seen off. In later years, uh, 85. Do yeah. we know when it kicked in? Yeah, in his second term. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Really? Between 84 to 88, yeah. Oh, motherfucker. To go, he started to go rear downhill at the end and mm. like basically ushered him behind the scenes. Like, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's a terrible impression, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So he could have been completely. They could have been fucking with him as well. Yes, mm. Mr. President. We got ships. We can carry three hundred people to space. And maybe they just like because they, uh, yeah, they NASA have a huge budget, and maybe mm. they were doing other stuff. And he's like, "Well, so many people we can take to space? Three hundred? Yeah, three hundred by now." Of course, like, I'm president. Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. Yeah. For you, Ronnie. Anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they fucking they idolise Republicans, don't they? Oh, they love him. Oh. What? Well, Reagan got... is the god to Republicans. Well, because he went mental and never got voted out. <laughs> yeah, pretty so much. He, so he, he wins by default, like. Well, he was going to get. He was. Uh, he, didn't he have something like Nixon as well? Some some kind of scandal. He had some kind of scandal. Oh, he had the Iran Contra. Yeah, and that, that was going to bring him down anyway. So. Yeah, but then Arnie North took the form. Well, he didn't take the form because he shredded all the documents. Fucking. The secretary well, shredded all the documents. I'm sorry, but. Bloody documents. The US government since. The First World War, you know, fuck me, the amount of war crimes and shit each one has committed. Do you know what I mean? Thanks to our viewers and our listeners in America. <laughs> it's not their fault, is it? No, it's not their fault. You know, we, we, well, we're just as bad. We're just as bad. You're probably catching yeah. us up if anything. Yeah, we were worse than you. Yeah. Back in the 19th century, look what we did to fucking India. Would you like to hear about some secret planes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, give us some secret planes. Okay, so we, we briefly mentioned it earlier. The Flying Dorito. Flying Dorito, the, uh, the Black Manta. Uh, Not a, the Black Mamba, that's a new one. It's an A-12 Avenger 2, literally shaped like a Dorito for science reasons that I'm not going to pretend to understand. Um, Makes sense. They're very fast. It was a $57 billion jet wow. program, which was then scrapped by Dick Cheney. Wow. Where did this money go? Uh, which was the gist of the lecture I watched. The, the whole reason the guy... Claim to be trying to expose these secret black budget uh, air defence type programs is because he believes we as citizens or they in America should be like, hey buddy, where did that fifty-seven billion go? Yeah, that's got a like big chunk of cash in it. Let's face it. Wasn't it the day before nine eleven? Ah yes. 
for the uh, uh, the Pentagon. We lost a lot of money. We don't know where we put it. Yeah, two billion. Oh, look out for that plane! And then nobody gave a shit. Two billion. Yeah, it was a massive hole, wasn't it? And um, so then that plane crashed into where they kept all the financial <laughs> records. Which isn't, you know, not to take anything well, away from the tragedy, just seemed kind of coincidental. Very dodgy, but here's some, some factual information. In the Detroit Free Press, said in 1988, because this all seems to be kicking off around in the 80s and things. Yeah, yeah, right, so. I think that's because we had the, the, the Star Wars programme itself, right. was it, Reagan's well, defence they, they actually got hold of uh, uh, some figures, and the Detroit Free Press printed in 1988 that the military black budget was 35 billion more than the entire education budget in the country for that year, right? And there's a guy called Thomas Emil who's a Pentagon missile expert with security clearances high enough to know about some black programs. He said the military has three basic reasons for having for having black budgets. Number one, you're doing something that should genuinely be secret. Fair enough. Number two, you're doing something so damn stupid, this is a quote, that you don't want anyone to know about it. Fair enough. And also fair enough. And three, you want to rip the money bag open and get out a shovel because there is no accountability whatsoever. That's, That's yeah. the key. No accountability. And I have a quote that you might like about this then, Mike, yeah. from Senator J.W. Fulbright in 1970 said to that point, the greatest threat to American national security is the American military establishment and the no-holds-barred type of logic it uses to justify its zillion-dollar existence. Same as Eisenhower, what he said, yep. warning mm. about... Beware the military-industrial complex. So so last words of leaving just, office. So they're either just feasting off of this black budget and what are they oh, doing with it? Are they yeah. funding? It's it's a feeding frenzy? Secret it? space programme. Yeah. And it all goes to contractors who justify their high wages and overcharge on contracts and deliver them late. We have it in the US Army. I read a story where we ordered like, millions and millions of pounds worth of equipment. It was useless. Yeah, it didn't fit with other equipment or something. Something like that, yeah. You can put it down to my experience as um, we, the British Army, switched to buying um, boots made in Spain for a lot more money than it would have cost them to produce them in the UK. It was like a, a multi-year deal, and um, they all fell apart within three months. And then we had to cancel the contract, paying them more, Jesus. and then get another manufacturer in from the UK to just make the boots that we'd always had before. Yeah. That perfectly fine. You think if all these fucking people in and charge, that, and that's just that's if just they boots. treated the public money like their own fucking money, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Then we wouldn't be in the shit we're in now. That's it. It's public money. They they get into power and they're like, right, who wants it? Yeah, Bob, I'll give you, I'll throw you a bit well, here. I'll wants some of this. Even that, pen, this even that Pentagon thing we, we, yeah. we were discussing. I mean, he gave it to his mate Bruce Bigelow. Um, the, the senator gave them, I can't remember the senator's name, but he gave it to his mate Bruce Bigelow. Harry Reid, I always remember the name Bruce Bigelow. Here's 20, billion, is 20 million dollars, go and look at UFOs. Well, how much of that money did you spend on looking at UFOs? And then once you just go, oh, you know what, I think I'll take three million of that. Yeah, I've got my eyes on a new house in the uh, Hollywood Hills. Yeah. That's how it works, there's billions of it. So, basically NASA, so the theory goes that NASA is, is a public smokescreen. They're going to space the old-fashioned way and we're all watching along going, yay, rocket propulsion, go on. We're secretly going, hee hee hee, we've got all this special technology. Yes, so <laughs> the warden is the real space programme. Now, do you want to hear a bit about um, how some technology, how some of these... Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of something? I thought this was pretty cool. Something called 
the Rockwell Star Raker. No, but it sounds cool as fuck. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's basically Star Raker. That's the yeah. episode of one's first album, Star Raker. Yeah. Picture um, like the shuttle, but huge with a giant. Um, I've got some stats: a three hundred and ten foot wingspan. Wow. Could carry a cargo of two hundred thousand pounds. Um, I even have some real tech stuff here. Ten high bypass turbofan ramjets, three times rocket, some numbers engines. In 1979, apparently this thing was uh, there were blueprints and designs for it, and it yeah, would basically yeah. be a heavy lift orbital launch vehicle, which would release smaller things and like this. Is all, this could exist. There, people have seen drawings. So, Star Raker. So, uh, also, um, and these kind of Dorito-shaped planes we mentioned, which the may which may account for a lot of UFO sightings and possibly the video things like that yeah, we were watching yeah. the other week that the Pentagon released. Apparently, the way these things are working is, and this is from a guy called Mark T. Constantine, who is an Aerojet Tech. That's a company. Systems division. Um, they need to recruit him for he, um, exercising demons. Yeah, Constantine. He said this in 1985. The air turbo ramjet, ATR, is a combined cycle air breathing engine which we commonly refer to as cold turbine technology. By combining the rocket engine and air breathing technologies, the ATR can achieve static thrust to weight capability in excess of that available from our most advanced turbojet and turbofan engines. The ATR continues to produce thrust as Mach number increases, which wow. enables acceleration to more optimal cruise altitudes of 90,000 to 120,000 feet at Mach 5. Fucking hell, that's so immense. Fighters, jet, the modern jet fighter goes at Mach 2. Right, so these could be right up there. Now, this is some freaky shit where what we might have got, the Nazis, the real society might have got from the aliens. Oh, that's a big word. Magneto-hydrodynamic drive. Fuck. Or MHD. Thank God for that. And this is apparently the most top secret US sort of uh, aviation uh, program. It's called Snowbird, apparently. Now... Kind of cool. Magneto-hydrodynamic drive, MHD, um, utilises electric and magnetic fields. No moving parts. Wow. So its propulsion system uh, for this snowboard speeds above Mach 20. It's not an engine, it's a drive system. That um, goes back to our mate right. from Lockheed Martin who said no chemical propulsion, we now, need something different. Apparently, these planes go so fast, so quickly, so suddenly, they cause airquakes. Wow. To basically giant, huge sonic booms. And if you're like some other plane who happens to be around one, you're going to feel some fucking serious turbulence, I think. Whoa. And I might have found the name of the thing you were just, instead of Black Mamba... Black Manta. It's Black Star. Oh, maybe then. That's a ra oh, Randy Kramer calls it a Black Manta. We'll come uh, to Randy Kramer later on. And they're basically planes dropped from the belly of larger ones above the atmosphere. So there's big planes above the atmosphere and they can drop little ones. Like an alien in a dropship. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, Express elevator to hell. <laughs> Going down. I got a bad feeling about this drop. Yeah, who said that frost? Um. Oh, look, I've written, I've got in my notes here, Nordics inspired Nazis to build their anti-gravity, and then I stopped writing. Now, you see, and if no. Nordics inspired the Nazis to build the stuff, uh, I can see that. That's it, it's just this Maria Orsic in 1895, when she was born. She um, 
channeled it, didn't she, for the Nazis? No. That's what this guy. That's what this uh, guy was saying. But I have William a question. Tompkins. Sorry to interrupt. I have a question for Ben, who's a self, you admit, uh, military geek. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Why is the stuff that Gary found, and why whenever people talk about Solar Warden, why is it the Navy that's involved, not the Air Force? Well, it's um, the US. It's quite complicated because. Well, it's not so complicated. Basically, the U.S. Air Force in, back in the day, from forty-five onwards, was seen as the uh, the guardians of the nuclear program. They they had the bombers to okay. deliver the bombs, etc., etc. So they were the only ones who could deliver it. They all used to be under one umbrella, didn't they, before the Second World War? It was the Army Air Force. In, uh, but then they they went separate, I think, didn't they? Yeah, they did in yeah. sort of nineteen fifty something, mm. maybe. And so it became the U.S. Air Force. So it was seen they had the missiles and they had the um, all the underground silos, the Air Force. But then they managed to put missiles on submarines. Oh. And it was, oh, hang on, we could have these massive land-based silos, but once the Russians know where they are, because they've got satellite technology, same as we have, they can take them out in their first strike. Yeah. But you put a missile on a submarine and put it under the sea, no one knows where it is. Or on a spaceship. Or on a spaceship. So... Yeah, so the Navy basically took over responsibility from the Air Force of the nuclear... And even though they do, the Air Force still still have nuclear bombs and missiles, land-based silos, the Navy is seen as the, so the, the Navy, strike force. The, the big bollocks. The Navy the, got the big balls, they got the nuclear subs. Right. They can hide them anywhere. They, I mean, there could be a nuclear sub set off the coast of Wales for all we know. they got aircraft carriers, aren't they? They could deliver yeah. nuclear bombs from aircraft carriers, yeah, but... If you've got a submarine south of the coast or somewhere, they don't even know it's there. Uh, One so, strike, boom, there's Baghdad, it's gone. So it might make sense then that the Navy are in charge of our intergalactic. Yeah. And now, that's the same with us as well. But our, our Air Force probably mm. can't even deliver a nuclear bomb anymore. It's all Royal Navy, Trident okay. submarines. Well, here's a question for you. Do you think they're up there fighting people? Or do you think they're just keep keeping an eye out? Controlling? I, I, yeah, see, I've been thinking about this. And we'll get on to what a bit of Randy Crane later on. Where are the bits of X-Wing raining down upon us? Where are the casualty lists? Mm. I mean, if there's if it's a war, people tend to die. And mm. surely if... Solar someone's got There's somewhere there's going to be a grieving family. They can't all be people with no families. What if they're bred in labs? Yeah. Oh, well, that they... brings on another thing, doesn't it? Well, but, the Nazis tried to literally have baby farms they? and they did have baby farms something was oh the Burj Mabba was part of it so why don't you think the Solar Warden probably have like uh, the best Air Force pilots shagging the best female Air Force that doesn't always work though does it well they'll make it work or they'll, or they'll artificially 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 they'll bloody inseminate or something like that well yeah I mean they'll probably say. I mean, on purpose because you may be like Mr Kramer Hinted at maybe your body needs to be a certain to to be able to survive hyperspace and things like that and space jumps and space bridges and mm. um should we get into Kramer now then if you mention him if you oh, oh, oh you'd love to get into Kramer <laughs> super soldier action oh. <laughs> or Captain I can never I couldn't figure it was Captain Keys or Captain K I What's heard that? both for Andy Kramer that's his alias um. In Captain Keys Halo. Captain Keys is in Halo, and when he first came on the scene, he was referred to as Captain Keys, and now he's Captain K. 
And straight away I thought, well, Captain Keeks, I, I've heard, I mean, this guy's been going since about 2005, 2006, spouting this. I heard about <laughs> him, well, he spouted it. <laughs> <laughs> he does spout. <laughs> he now, I heard about it probably about five years ago. So, and, and when I first heard about it, the story was incredibly vague. Right. And it seems to have taken on a lot of detail in the last sort of five or six years. As the memory does. blocks of coming off. As everything does. Yeah. I heard and you talking about memory blocks and, mm. you know. Oh, God. But it was very vague, and all of a sudden it's got very detailed. Now, Captain, let's just call him Randy, <laughs> all right? Which is another thing that bugs me, in a way, because um, you know, according to Mr. Kramer, mm-hmm. he was grown in a petri dish. <laughs> he was genetically modified to be a superior human being, Captain America in space, effectively. You, 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 you seen the Captain America films, Mike? I haven't, but I'm thinking 40k in Space Marines. Um, not quite that good, but um, yeah. It, it's just he, genetically. He's, he can heal quicker. He's a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, a little bit smarter. Stronger, yeah. You know. But I heard Mr. Kramer a direct. Oh, the million dollar man. <laughs> no, well, that's the robotics. Yeah. Um, but I heard Mr. Kramer say to that thing you sent me to listen to. Ben, I listened to it on the way here. An interview with Mr. Kramer. Um, he was claiming that his powers respond. Well, his abilities. Sorry, not powers. Uh, they respond to the environment around him. So if three people attack him, yeah, yeah, I, I, he has the appropriate strength and skills to deal with three people. That's convenient. Yeah, if 20 people attack Ooh. him, he has the appropriate speed, strength and skills Again. to defend 20. It all responds to the situation he's yeah. in, which might explain why he can't demonstrate. Because I say, in stick him in UFC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, prove it. Go on, Randy, prove it. Uh, step into a step into a UFC ring. Uh, fight. I don't know any UFC fighters apart from Conor McGregor because I don't know much about it. Fight him. He's going to be good. Pay a, bun- pay a bunch of U's to mug him. <laughs> I literally heard him say, yeah. yeah, I heard him say on the radio today, mm, mm. Uh, I've never lost a fight, which I thought, I don't know what he looks like, but I thought, well, that's brave because now the challenge is on. For any one of us to exactly. just sneak up on him at some convention or something, yeah, and just <laughs> just pound him like, like sneak attack, obviously, because I'm not hard. <laughs> so I have to hit him over just the head. Go bar to the knee. Yeah. Yeah. If he senses that coming. Uh, Slaps my wrist yeah. and it hits me in the face of the crowbar. That's the wrist. That's the wrist. It's worth it to find out if this is fucking That's sure why I said you pay the youths to do it. Uh, uh, I want, to be, I want yeah. to be one removed from the. Uh, yeah, you're going to be filming it. You're going to be filming it. I'll see where you're coming from. I'll give you a 10 bag and I'll let you touch my girlfriend's boob. Go pick that guy up. Go and smash that guy's skull. I'll just tell him that he's got a 10 bag and they're going to He's got a 10 bag and an iPhone 7. <laughs> and he said your tracksuit shit. <laughs> oh fucking kill him! And he fucked your mum. <laughs> yeah, he's getting wound up. They love that shit. But yeah, um, so that, that's the thing. That's why I see sticking in UFC. Yeah, that is a perfect way to find out if this is all horse shit or not. Let's start a crowdfunding. Okay, listeners, let's gather enough money together so that we can convince a, a promoter of of paid fights um, yeah. to put this well, on and to wave a significant seven figure sum in front of Mr. Kramer yeah definitely and say come on put your fucking money where your mouth is you've got this. but I know what he'll say My, I've been deed skilled 
because he talks about how he's remembering all this shit now and he couldn't remember it back in the day because they put such good memory blocks in place and he's learned to but he also says he's never lost a fucking fight which suggests yeah. to me he's had a fight on earth and not lost it mm. oh, he's and that might have unblocked some memory yeah. who knows some, some bloke started him in a bar and he just Maybe. literally kicked the shit out of him and then something unblocked his memory that's a, that's what I'm, I, I see. He that. did say the first time he used his powers and beat up a load of people, he locked himself in his room for three days because he was so uh, upset by that's right. you know what he was capable we, we of. We should he didn't understand, man. We should oh, start at the very beginning with, with Mr. Craven's story. Uh, yeah, because we all skipped ahead a little bit. But uh, <laughs> basically, so we, we have mentioned that he was gr- literally grown in a petri dish. Uh, an embryo was implanted into his biological mother. Elements were, elements were taken from mother and father and then combined with the enhanced DNA. Uh, the embryo was put into his mother. And then they were uh, mashed he, together with a whisk. Yes, oh, an electric blender. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at four years old, he began his training in the secret space program through a project called Project Moonshadow, which isn't a, that's not a bad album name. Go with that. We can maybe release uh, an experimental album with that one for Solar Warden. Moon Shadow. Or it could be like our, our Dark Side of the Moon. No, that sounds like our shit period in the late 80s. Yeah, when yeah. Was interested. Prog rock yeah. period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a disco album. We did, oh, we, no. <laughs> we did a whole themed album. Yeah. It was about moon children. Oh no, I made it. I made it. Did that. <laughs> well. What album is it where it's called Moon Moon Child is the opening yeah. track? Then we toured the theatre in the 80s. Um, <laughs> oh, like, oh, Magnum. I'm yeah. a bad Iron Maiden fan. I can't think of the name of that album. Saxon. Oh, definitely has to be a Saxon. It's the one with Can I Play With Madness on it. Oh, fucking hell. It's all of their better periods, anyway. I quite like it. It's a, It does... The first sounds on the album are what I think is a synthesizer. I, I don't like Can I Play With Madness as a song and it mm. kind of puts me off the album because... I like it lyrically. It's quite... Yeah, well, Give me the strength to hold my head up. Spit back in their face. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Madness, you can't, can't say that. Yeah. You can't criticise Kurt Cobain and then say... I fucking can. <laughs> fucking can. I fucking can. I fucking can. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce flies a plane, doesn't put shotguns in his mouth, <laughs> and fucking needles in his arm. Unless he pilots suicides in the next couple of years. Hey, you never know. If the next album tanks. <laughs> but um, shall I? Shall I? I I'll, I'll continue <laughs> telling you the, the tale of the Ballad of Randy. Oh God, Ballad of. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call it. He was one of uh, 300 boys and girls who were covertly drafted. Girls made up about 20 to 25 percent of that. Uh, do they get the same strength boosts and everything? I presume so, but maybe they're just putting more sort of administrative. Oh, you I don't No, because it just seems strange. That maybe girls aren't more genetically compatible. I don't know. There's only male space marines in 40k. You're putting your own aspersions onto that, I think. I'm not, no. Uh, I, I just don't know why there's only 20, 20 to 25% of girls. I don't know. Because men rule. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, girls. Um, yeah, because girls suck. <laughs> good good. Good ones. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I sounded literally like that guy from Family Guy then, because I went giggity giggity. Giggity giggity. Alright. Um, sorry. He recalls through his childhood, so his training starts at like the age of three to four years old. He recalls during his childhood, he'd be taken from his bed at night. Even though he'd be gone for days or even weeks, he'd return to his bed because they can got, they've got time travel too. Space Peters? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Well, it's space pedos, isn't it? It's always the space pedos. Put him in a secret space. Sacrificing him. 
So when he turned 17, so he's gone through all this training and they've always sort of dropped him back off literally like just after he was taken. So no one suspects he's gone. And I assume that's how time, he explains time travel works. He would wake up as if though no time had passed, he just had a really long dream. Mm. And he said this in his interview, like, I'd be like, he'd be like sat at the, the breakfast table and he'd be like, oh, you said this really weird dream about, you know, um, you know, being trained to fire guns and hand-to-hand combat on Mars, and his parents would look at him like a little bit concerned because he was such a good student and never had any emotional troubles. He would think it's late past. He just thought he was having weird dreams. Did he eat a lot of cheese? <laughs> you, you, I've never had weird dreams of <laughs> eating cheese, Mike. You know how I said earlier I'm all ears? Yeah. Yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> Um, when he turned 17 in 1987, he was, in, it says here, involuntarily recruited, but he's been grown from birth, I suppose, well, I suppose it's, 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 yeah, involuntary, yeah, we're all here involuntary, none of us asked to be born, <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite glad I was, I, oh, I am now, yeah. but you know, I'd, I'd rather still be living a shit existence than none, uh, there have been times where I've honestly thought, like, why was I born, but, um, <laughs> no, things are good right now. Anyway, he was recruited to become part of the Mars Defence Force, the MDF, which <laughs> still sounds like shit would you get from B&Q for home improvement. Is that what the ships are made of? Then <laughs> 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 we should have been conquered a long time ago. And to protect five human settlements, civilian settlements, already in existence on Mars. Get to Mars! <laughs> um, so it is already a dump. Yeah. <laughs> there's five settlements on there, yeah. So, um, it's there's, not probably, sp- there's probably a fucking old tyre mound already. <laughs> Burning. <laughs> if there's humans there, there's trash. Yeah. yeah. There's waste. Yeah. There has to be. Where does the poo go on Mars if there? Uh, we well, get the feeling that, water. like, what he describes when there's, like, um, sort of indigenous races of Mars who be kind of skirmished against but never had a full-blown war. I like Ghosts of Mars. A bit like Ghosts of Mars. because they were like possessed, weren't they, in Ghosts oh, of yeah. Mars? Uh, but it, it, it's like, it's almost a bit total recall because it was like yeah. an a- ancient races on Mars and the air is breathable up there, by the way, as well. Oh, is it now? NASA lie, yeah, the air is thin but breathable. Is there a three-titted woman on Mars? There is not. No, well, maybe, because there's reptilian and insectoid indigenous races. Oh, we don't want that. I couldn't do an insectoid woman. I don't <laughs> think I draw the line there. Oh, imagine but... the mandibles. Oh, God. Uh, hacking. A reptilian oh. woman. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Depends how scaly and yeah, dry they were. It depends. I'll never shower them down and do it in the shower. But, <laughs> there's a number of factors. But, um, you just have to... S- Secrete over their egg pouch. Someone's been watching fucking David Attenborough. <laughs> the male I'm reptilian secretes like... over the female's egg pouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, has anyone ever ever read Naked Lunch? No, no. no. I, uh, it's by um, William S. Burroughs. It's basically just one mad heroin trip. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and he goes on about these creatures that sort of secrete and jizz over you and stuff. It's it's totally mental. Well, um, yeah. It's fucking mental. <laughs> what sex are these creatures? Are they called mugwumps or something? Or? Are they made of You're going to be getting jizzed over by one over right now, can you? Uh, you don't know. There is a film on YouTube, I think. They did a film of it. In the 80s. Naked Lynch. Okay. I won't look out for it. It's basically like David Lynch. And David Lynch Bukaki. Basically. <laughs> oh. Sounds terrible. 
Sounds terrible. You got these like typewriters that are alive and they and they secrete cum over your fingers while you're typing and shit. It's weird. I just, <laughs> I just love your movie recommendations, oh, yeah. Mike. Uh, it's a famous anyone, book in the 60s. If anyone hasn't seen Naked Lunch, there's my there's my review of it. Um, uh, let's get tell you what, listener, do me a favour. You fucking watch it and let me know what it's yeah. like. <laughs> At that point, you can uh, I'll put a shameless plug in because you can follow us on Facebook. Woo! Uh, Cut into the ball in the post truth apocalypse, and uh, on Twitter at apocalypse ball. And if you, uh, we, we're still looking for, a, we're looking for a hundred likes on Facebook. You can wear a T-shirt and an '80s Top Gun LCD game, Woo! which we will send to you free of charge. We will if we draw your name at the hat, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. So but yeah, like the page, your... leave a review. Thank you. Yeah, leave, say something nice. Leave a positive review, um, especially if you're in California. <laughs> California. So, Mr. Kramer, how much more? Of his story, well, have we got because he claims a lot of things. He does. He? If if what you've heard already is not fucking fantastical enough, what else yeah. has he been up to? Well, the program wasn't sponsored by any government or governmental agency, but by an international group composed of the United States, Germany, Russia, and China. I'm presuming the countries we've already heard the UK and um, Australia in there as well, weren't they? Um, even though these countries are not getting along very well on Earth, unbeknownst to the public, they secretly joined together to work on the SSP and form the Mars Defence Force. Crane became a captain in the US Marine Corps in this programme and was given top-secret clearance. Now, one of his defences, as to why he's not lying, is that he's saying, well, I'm uh, in, in America, apparently it's a country of Andy Kramer, it's a very militaristic society, and making uh, impersonations of... Um, military officers is really not allowed and very highly frowned upon um, to say the least and um, so he's saying well if I'm lying I'm impersonating a military officer and I'd get a lot more shit and I can be prosecuted for that mm -hmm. now my response to that is that all three of us could claim that we serve with the British Special Space Regiment we do which we may or may not do <laughs> and um because at the end of the day, he's pretending to belong to a fictional organisation, the same yeah. as we would be. Um, yeah, there is that. So he can't be prosecuted for it because it doesn't exist. So, or it exists, or it exists, and for some reason they've given him a free oh, pass. Right. I heard him. I heard him claiming today and well, this evening on the way here that oh because he's, he's is he the public he's relations the public, officer now he, yeah they literally asked him to be the public relations officer um he has permission to remove his memory blocks and to um and other and the interviewer asked him well if there's hundreds thousands of thousands of people in this program um how come you're the only one and he says well i'm not and you know other people come to me asking me how to break the memory blocks and um other mentally ill people go to him and they're <laughs> Sorry, alleged. <laughs> um, alleged to, mentally ill people. Allegedly mentally ill. Go. No, I think this guy's. Uh, I don't know. He should be writing comic books. I He's not fucking too right. <laughs> to, to a great story. I heard him talking, Mike, today about how the soul. Mm. I'm paraphrasing, but like your soul could be sort of liquefied, liquefied into a sort of phasmatic yeah. 
tangible substance that can be pulled out of you and then uh, hypodermically injected into another body. A clone, clone body. body. Wow. That sounds like be, a Black Mirror episode. That yeah, the, yeah. The soul can be transferred in that way. Uh, and that means, so because he was born in the, oh God, he say, well, eight, in the 80s. He was he's an 80-year-old man. He's an 80-year-old man. He in a 45-year-old's body because they basically went back in time Sucked his well, they sucked his soul out of his eight-year-old, his whatever he'd done twenty years, and he so he's probably forty something. Put him back into his like four-year-old body, which they cloned. Put his soul into that. That's well fucked up. So he's now like a forty-five-year-old dude physically, but an eight-year-old man Why in his head and soul, um, because he was grown in this petri dish, and he's. They, they, Why don't they just? Grow with the petrus, and then, you know, once they reach eighty, that's it. Because it's a twenty-year tour. Yeah, you do twenty years. You don't get do twenty years. Then they take the twenty years back off and say, "Well, they've got the technology." Yeah, got the technology, and you don't want these guys coming back to to work yeah. and going, "Oh, I thought it's space war, mate." Well, in that it's respect, be secret. in that respect, you don't want you want them going on forever and ever. So every twenty years, you take him back. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't let him go, would you? No. Just, but then again, you what he's a trained experience. What about mental degradation, though? Because I mean, obviously, he's he's well, actually, yeah, that's the thing. He's claiming he's eight years old mentally. Yeah. Well, the, is there any dementia? But though he was he's grown genetically, so maybe his brain. Remember, he's space captain America. Uh, yeah. He's genetically yeah, superior. He's genetically enhanced. Um, the interview on the interview I listened to Howard Hughes the Howard unexplained Hughes. he's very good actually he's, yeah that's uh, the first time I ever listened to that and I was like oh he sounds good he's, he's yeah he's a, he's, a, he's a proper journalist he's actually yeah. a scouser believe it or not oh. you can't tell from the accent I've got to listen to a lot more of that I, uh, but anyway Mr Kramer was asked by Howard and I've completely forgotten well I was going to say can we Sorry. get that same sort of treatment or is it does it have to be the people that are growing the Petri dish can, we, can we can we go can we go back another body yeah. twenty years ago they cloned us? I don't know. But if they can suck take your soul, our soul out, out, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why Dick Cheney keeps going. Uh-huh. Do they suck your soul out a bit like an abortion? It's like a vacuum attached to your anus. Maybe. <laughs> Apparently he doesn't remember it. He doesn't remember the procedure. He doesn't remember a lot of gin in a coat on you. Oh. Because you're joking. I wasn't born. I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. Nothing to do with privilege. Just a really bad attempt at abortion. <laughs> oh, if you listen very carefully, you can hear every single female listener switching up. But we're so sorry. It's comedy. You're allowed to joke. Even about hey, that. It's, it's an old joke. I stop, I'm not the one who made it up. I'm just repeating it. That doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but it's still funny though. Isn't it? I laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's comedy at the end of the day. Yeah. That's just one of the ways of sort of dealing with that problem. Is, is exactly. It's, it's Gallows Brit- humour. British black humour. Yeah. There's one thing we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> I can't believe you just mentioned Desmond. I've been that for 20 years. I'm no so bored. Jesus, man. Yes, you gave me flashbacks. I can barely remember what it was like. Yeah. Oh, it's another name, I remember. Yeah. It. Well, it was oh. wasn't it? It was about a family of, of black British people. Um, yeah. The Cosby Show. A it was the bit, British, like, it? Yeah. yeah, the British answer to the Cosby Show. Yeah. Only. 
whoever the actor was who played Desmond, I don't think he made 200 <laughs> women. Um, <laughs> and I think they were said to do the barber shot. Uh, anyway. I know, I, Desmond! I know yeah. that. <laughs> as, as racist as that sounds, yeah, that was one of the catchphrases of the show. Was. Was it Channel 4? <laughs> I think it was, like, sort of 6 o'clock, 7 yeah, o'clock, yeah, prime yeah, time slot. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, I don't remember anything about it. I just remember Des the, the my Jamaican impression there. I think it was a thing we did at school. Yeah, it may have been, may have been. Oh, Did lead to a bit of a racist dick. No, we'll all do the accent, accent so none of us can get yeah. in trouble. <laughs> Desmond! So, how the fuck did we get onto Desmond? Don't know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Can I tell you what the purpose of Troops on Mars was, though? Fucking <laughs> There were three primary purposes for sending secret military-like troops to Mars. To establish an extraterrestrial defence for Earth. Mm. To claim Mars as a US territory. Buffer. To get Martians accustomed to having Earthlings present on their planet. And as you mentioned, Martians, indigenous Martians are both reptilian and insectoid, but not both together. There's two separate species. Right. Do they co-habitat, sort of? They're pretty sort of, yeah, they're, they're all right. They get on. They're both, you know. Yeah. So if an insectoid strays into a reptilian part of a settlement, it's not going to be... No, I think it's too much of a problem. Bargies. It's all right together. It's not the Middle East, then. No. They can get on. And they're different species. <laughs> Fuck me. This doesn't say much about us, does it? But it doesn't say anything about that. But well, maybe we force them to get on. Basically, we we had a few skirmishes against them up there, the Mars Defence Force and uh, our mm. super soldiers. And then we made an alliance with them because this is where he contradicts St. Ike. Mm. And this guy, William Tompkins. And William Tompkins. Because oh. he, he was, Ike says that it's the, the, the draconian reptilians that Roll rule Earth. Earth. Yeah. Right. Well, Kramer maintains that while reptilians are indigenous, yeah, are indigenous to Mars... They fought off with us and the insectoids an invasion of draconian reptilians because they were trying to influence a human race and Mars was the battleground for that particular right. offensive. So he was garroting draconian reptilians and stabbing them and doing all those. Having limbs blown off because they can recover from that. Shank. They can, he has had limbs blown off and regrown. Who? Kramer. Yeah, said it in the interview. Captain America can't do that. No, he can't. But Kramer can. The, the technology's there. He's they can regrow limbs. Reptilians. Basically, can do that. if you're not, if you're dragged off the battlefield, nearly dead, but not quite dead, then if you they get you to one of their hospitals, they can pretty much heal you. Oh. You just probably can't heal death. Mm. One day. One day. Not today. If I see him, I'll rip his tits off. <laughs> Swift kick to the happy sacks, he'll drop like the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, boys in the dwarf. Hashtag red dwarf. Hashtag red dwarf. Boys um, in the apocalypse. Hey, we are. We are the boys in the apocalypse, that is true. Broadcasting from the heart of the apocalypse in Tarford. <laughs> so the treaty we had mm. with, with the insectoids and reptilians, we would not invade the sacred places of the indigenous people. Seems fair enough. Well, we do that on Earth, though. Yeah, but we agreed we wouldn't with these guys. Because they fucking massive insectoid alien war bastards. I would not like to fight an insectoid with mm, four arms. Me neither. Yeah. I wouldn't want to fight an insect. Six arms, though, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah, six arms, yeah, whatever. 
Either way. Yeah, I don't know, that'd be shit. Calm down, science officer, all right. To be honest, if there was some weird, creepy bug that I've never seen before suddenly crawled out from under the sofa, even a small one, I would be out the window. <laughs> so a fucking seven-foot-tall one? Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, no I'm, way. I'm not yeah. down for that. I ain't bayoneting that bastard. It's no fucking way. skeletons on the outside, for yeah. fuck's sake. You can't punch one. <laughs> well, you could. Well, yeah, but it's silly. Yeah. You're, you're Captain America? Uh, in space oh if I'm captain of, oh yeah he could just punch through that carapace like, oh, remember yeah. yeah his powers respond to the situation so however yeah. strong he needs to be mm. to like you say punch yeah. through his thorax to rip, to rip out a reptilian's is. throat or yeah. an insectoid's thorax or whatever the hell yeah. they have the technology works and Kramer couldn't explain how bless him but um, he sure, will yeah. have that strength yeah I think the thorax is the arse bit but whatever I'd rip out an insect to his thorax. Oh, sh- shove it down his throat. Shove it down the thorax or rip out its innards. <laughs> I'd rip out his thorax, shove it in his throat. <laughs> rip its own brain out through its arse. Yeah. <laughs> That's the ultimate yeah. indignity. It, it means you've got to shove your arm really far up its arse. You're literally taking your time with a matter of a massive hand to hand brawl. To, to take, push your entire Captain America sized hand. All the while it's thrashing about, yeah. what are you doing? And you're tugging its hair, calling it a bitch. Yeah. But it's worth it for the visual, the visual of yeah. ripping its brain yeah. out through its rear yeah. end and then holding Blood it up and ah! <laughs> Then painting your face. You have a mask on, I imagine. Oh, yeah, of course, sure. Yeah, but smear it on your mask. Yeah. And your mask's all steamed up because you've been battle crying. <laughs> <laughs> but still, what an image. Nobody else is going to fuck with you, are they? Exactly. He's fucking mad. You are literally swinging some kind of bone around. Oh, they're interested. Spinal of, column. Yeah, some kind of spinal column. It wasn't some kind of spinal column. They're standing upright. They have an exoskeleton. Yeah, they've got exoskeleton. You were swinging uh, the spinal bit of the exoskeleton around your head, taking out other. Ar- yeah. Oh yeah. And oh. that, my friend, is metal. Yeah. Solar <laughs> water. <laughs> and I also think I just came a little. <laughs> Fashion a spear out of its spine. Anyway, yeah, this is what Randy Kramer was doing. And oh. um, but you know oh. what? <laughs> So we fought off the draconian <coughs> reptilians, right? Yeah. <coughs> but then... Allegedly. Allegedly. But then he gets emotional when he talks at the last battle he participated in before leaving oh, Mars. Fucking hell. For it some can... reason, he was never able to understand he was ordered as part of a thousand-man force to go into one of the sacred tunnels of the reptoids to capture an artefact. This was in direct violation of the treaty. Of course, naturally, Captain America in space, Mr. Andy Kramer, expresses his concern to his well, officer. Uh, just following orders. Yeah. Just following orders. They agreed with him, but said he had orders and headquarters, uh, in quotations. Bureaucracy. And the just mission had orders, to be man. accomplished. Quote, we all got our orders, the officer told him, so go do it. Just like the Nazis in yeah. space. The men went through the underground tunnels and came to a large dome about the size of the Superdome or Astrodome. I assume our American listeners will understand that better mm-hmm. than we do. I assume it's pretty fucking large. Think WrestleMania. Ah, that gotcha. Kind of 100,000. Yeah, yeah, huge. They lost all communication with headquarters when suddenly, and this is fucking metal as shit, mm-hmm. suddenly doors all around the edge of the arena opened and outcharged the reptoids swinging large-bladed weapons. Kramer said it was like, quote, being in a blender. 
<laughs> Kramer was one of about 35 men who survived. And while he was while he was recovering his wounds, his superior officer met with him, offered him a pilot position, which sounded great to Kramer, and he spent his last three years in the SSP as a pilot on the moon. But what about that fucking battle scene in a film? 35 Do you think he's just after a film deal? This guy should yeah, a be thousand, comic books. A thousand Earth soldiers, Captain, mm. a thousand Captain Americas versus a fuck ton of reptiles yeah. with swords. It's like uh, Yonkers in space. Ex- yeah. <laughs> World War Z, the Battle of Yonkers, the Battle of Zombie Podcast. The Zombie Podcast. That was like, it's like, yeah, that's, that is, and then you got some fucking heavy, you got some Metallica yeah. playing over that. <laughs> Well, oh. has, has he sold the movie rights? I, I don't know. I think he's trying to, to be fair. He must be. I would be. It should at least be a Netflix series. Fucking too, right? I'd watch it. Or an anime. Or a video game. But, um, yeah. Look. Again, on one hand, yes, I would love this to, to be true. But then on the other hand, obviously recent events have proved to me that I don't like it when these things turn out to be sort of true or potentially very true. Because it would be awesome. Because think about it. If if there's stuff going on with Mars, they, they don't want us to know about that. Nah, they'll freak us all out. Yeah, and when life's not going to work the same way down here. If we know about the secret space program and the, and the intergalactic wars and the battles on Mars and the... People aren't going to shop the same at Tesco's. They, no. Things are going to change. Can you imagine so, the alt-right on this? Because technically these right. dudes are, well, they're, they're like genetically modified supermen. Mars belongs to us. We don't want no goddamn insectoids on Mars. We were on Mars first. We own Mars. We run Mars. Mars is ours. Nice. Mars is us. Mars is us. Yeah, imagine they're supermen. Where does that mm. put like your your your, your Steve Bannon or your average um, National Front member or Britain First member or alt right members? Well, you're people, not suddenly you're not the top rate anymore. Aren't people, Actually, the gravity's a lot less on Mars, so on Earth they wouldn't be as strong. What Randy Kramer claims he is. Superman. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing is though, if this all comes out to be true, then the the super elites who thought they were elite but they're not because they're not in on their secrets. But they're all going to want this technology themselves. They're going to yeah. say these people should not be allowed to walk among us. It'd be like they've done this in comics loads of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, the, the mutant know, registration X-Men, act and X Men, Watchmen, yeah. Mask Act, and all that. They yeah. shouldn't be allowed to freely walk amongst us with these extra powers. Um, or either we all have it or nobody has it, That's or, it. Or who holds them to account, and it'll all fucking kick off. So. Maybe exactly. that's why Mr. Kramer has these memory blocks implanted in his 40-year-old clone body, even though his soul is 80, and his soul has been on Mars for 20 years, well, raiding insectoid temples. and His story is extraordinary, to say the least. You could say that. <laughs> but apparently the stories are told by at least six other men who say they served in the secret space program on the moon and at Mars at different uh, times. But come on, it could easily be seven if I just start tomorrow. It could be, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Although their stories are all similar, they do not serve together and do not know about each other so they're revealing their experiences. Which, of course, would be the what you'd do is if... Hey, yeah, I know Randy Kramer, he owes me 100 bucks. <laughs> and then you'd have to... Randy, you'd have to play yeah, a lot of books. Yeah, you'd have to play a lot. We could fuck with Shit. it this way. Let's do it. 
Like, remember on that we raid? Say, we, we say, remember the raid on the temple, remember yeah, on the yeah. far when side. When we were the there, well, me and you fought back to back. Yeah. I, I saved your we life. We did bet, didn't we? Yeah. When you, well, like, you lost your arm and I mm. bayoneted that reptilian for you. Yeah. You told me you'd pay me a thousand dollars. And here well, we are. Here we are. I've broke that memory block down, Randy. You owe me a grand. Hey. Yeah, but he'd just say you're lying. You prove I'm if not. If it was in front of a convention of This could be a memory block from him. Who have just paid him money. I still think stick to the original plan of smash him in the fucking head. (laughs) (laughs) Because apparently his powers won't allow this. Um, So yeah. Oh well, no, I don't know if a sneak attack on him if that counts because would his powers kick in? Maybe. Yeah, well, he'd have like spidey sense, wouldn't okay, he? Okay, so I was thinking like fucking... it's a different story. I don't even know what he looks like or anything, but it's a different story if I've got to like get his attention and then say, right, Randy, put me, put your bloody fists up. It's on. Yeah, what if he, he could just kick Andy my ass on as human to human? He could just literally, as yeah, a forty-something male. I think just... he should react to even be faster. And Even on a sneak so attack. If I'm watching you get your ass kicked by him, yeah. his limbs should literally be a blur, shouldn't they? No, because they're appropriate to sit. They don't need to be to beat me up. They can yeah. just move at human speed. So, Mike, you jump out from the back. If <laughs> three of us go at him, he'll suddenly start moving as fast as it's appropriate yeah. to beat us three. Yeah. But if we were three trained professional killers, he'd be moving even quicker. Or insectoid reptilians. Even faster and yeah. even stronger. Or it's amazing how this tech works. There must be some like never-ending fuel source somehow. Well, stick him in the so. UFC. Stick, stick him in a Royal exactly. Rumble-style situation in a UFC fight. Right, so, basically, every three minutes... Another dude comes in that ring, and if he ain't put him until there's a... Well, that's, let's well, say he starts with three to... guys, and then a minute in, another three guys yeah. come in, another minute in, another three guys come in, fuck and that. if he's still standing yeah. at the end of that, right, oh, I'll, I'll claims, fucking agree with him. He claims that is all part of his ability. Yeah. I say drop him in the middle of the Serengeti, <laughs> the Lion <Lord laughs> <of> Pride. <laughs> Theoretically, he should yeah, be able yeah. to fucking kick the shit out of a pride of life. Yeah. I don't think he will. No, I was thinking about like you know selling the pay per view rights, Mike. Where you're yeah. just about having Kill him gored to death, gored to death, and no, eaten. No, we want it to be true. Didn't we we want to yeah. see Randy stood. I mean, I don't want all them animals to die, but. It'd be nice if we check back in on him and he's literally dressed head to toe in lion feathers. <laughs> like, like with a, a necklace of lion pucks. Yeah, but what if he's then got all the lions? All the baboons are praying to him. What if he's then got all the lions in the world centred around him, so I just dropped my book, centred around him in a giant lion praying circle. <laughs> and he's, and he's going, like, oh, oh send ya! <laughs> and look, before we know it, lions are killing us all. <laughs> That could work badly. Yeah. <laughs> UFC, we'll go with the UFC option. What we'll if make Randy, a money, we'll get mint of the pay per view, yeah. and if he survives that, then we'll put exactly. him under lions. Because what if Randy starts impregnating female lions and then creates the fucking Thundercat <laughs> exactly. people? Basically, humanoid Lion O! We've got the latest yeah. satellite photos in Boss. Look at that, fucking a lion. <laughs> Whoa, he is one brave space soldier. <laughs> 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 I'm Randy Kramer. <laughs> I think he just said, "I'm Randy." <laughs> As he comes, I fucked an insectoid on Mars. This is nothing. <laughs> you think you'd take me? <laughs> he just conquers the entire so, continent. So, all right. What if 
Right. Everyone here, we coordinate a massive effort with everyone on the planet, young, mm. old, middle-aged, oh, to jump at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck trying to get the world to do anything together. But like, if it's to prove whether aliens are real, whether this Captain America Martian man, Captain, Captain Mars, that should mm. be his name, isn't he? He's the soldier of Mars, Captain yeah. Mars. Captain Kramer, Captain fucking Skitter. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I'd love to believe. Well, would I love to believe him? I don't know. Would you sign up? We've, we've touched on this before, but if it's like somehow you, they find out because of the podcast, because of our exceptional journalism, you get the call one day, you've hit the nail on the head, a bit too close, lads. Welcome into the, um, yeah, I mean, the 1% of the 1%. Here's um, some injections, you're never super yeah, soldier. Yeah, I can take your soul out and and within 15 minutes, you can wake up on Mars, Ben, um, in no, a different no, body. 10 years younger. Mm. Well, you completely know, different body. Could be a, a, just oh, yeah. your average Captain America-looking yeah. super soldier. We'd I'm be in. down for it. Yeah, I'm in. Even if they say we might not be able to bring you back, would you go out and live out your days on Mars? Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. They might, might not be green-skinned women. That's not part oh. of the deal. Oh. Just insectoids. Just yeah. insectoids. But there's still chicks up there, yeah? There's With their 25 mandible... Mandible blowjobs might be quite good because you're massaging. You can send mandibles to cradle my balls while she sucks me up. No, it's not so bad, is it? (laughs) (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you listen to us and not the fucking, I don't know, BBC or anybody who tries to actually factually get to the bottom of anything. Fucking the realities and practicalities of receiving fellatio from an insectoid woman would involve mandibles cradling the testicles. That is the conclusion we've come to. And the Randy Kramer's right. <laughs> Free Randy Kramer. He's not in jail. He should be for impersonating officer. And for insectoid rape. War crimes on Mars. Oh man! Yeah, he raided a temple for God's sake. Exactly. He broke the but, treaty. Yeah. The holy but, place. But how metal would that fucking battle scene be? It's a metal for the insectoids. They killed eight hundred and seventy-five. Well, there's thirty-five survivors. Imagine the thirty-five dudes. Nine hundred and sixty-five splattered in blood with machetes, just like you'd have. You'd have Stallone. He said it was right? like a blender. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have Stallone, Arnie, Van Damme. Mm-hmm. Statham. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, let's say. Oh, we're not going to go till 35. <laughs> <laughs> Dolph Lugan would be there. But they'd be the main core. In the film, you do numbers. You, you do yeah, like all the... four of the A team, obviously. Yeah, obviously, the yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan. Oh, fuck yeah, of course he's in there. Just throwing insectoids with one arm over <laughs> Mr. His Mr. Head. T. Fuck off. Um, Bob Declan. De- Bob Buck- <laughs> The Legion of Doom. Playing an insectoid in the crossface chicken wing. I don't know which arm to do. He's got so many. The Legion of Doom would be there. Oh, yes. I'd pay to see that. There's spikes in just got insectoid heads yeah. hanging off their Yeah, oh, man. God. So, so, so oh, are we going for... Let's sum Mr. Kramer's part of the story up. We've pretty much come to the end of it, sadly. The last two years of his tour, he spent as a pilot on Lunar Base Command. And uh, then he was returned to his body. So, um, 
Well, Gash, you going for that? Oh, I'd like to. And I listened to Mr. Kramer just before we recorded. He sounds like quite a, you know, as far as you can tell just from listening to somebody's voice, a fairly rational, normal... It does sound quite sort of well-spoken. He throws in a lot of big words. It's called sort of purple prose. Yeah, yeah, language yeah, yeah. where you don't need to say... He overcomplicates... People do that. It's a technique to, like, sort of feign intelligence. I fucking yeah. use it quite a lot. So yeah, so a do big, I, yeah. A big vocabulary, but not much understanding <laughs> to back it up. Uh, I'd love to believe it. It's a very inventive... And the guy even mentioned Howard Hughes on... Um, what's it called? The Unexplained. The Unexplained. He even said, credit to you, uh, Mr. Kramer, You, your story has been extremely consistent every time you tell it. And one of the sort of giveaways or gives that someone's lying is inconsistencies in a story. Yeah. You know, slightly different every time. But if you sit there every night and I suppose if you learn years, your lines... That's and you sit true. there looking at yourself in a mirror and rehearsing very the story... True. And maybe someone's in it with you and they ask you questions mm. about maybe possible flaws in it that they can see. Yeah. And then you learn each other. Because this story has become yeah. more complex over time. I heard him for the first time five or six mm. years ago and it was nowhere near as complex as this. Yeah. Well, in fact, certain remember. details have changed. Well, the memory blocks are... Exactly. Well, that, that's his excuse, isn't so, it? So, my gut instinct is, obviously, sorry to say, horseshit. Because there's no, it's just a story from him, isn't it? There's no evidence. Reggae but box? Not in the reggae box, because I would love... Uh, oh man, I'd love this to be... This I want it to be true, true. Yeah. I do. Um, and when you throw into it the, the first part of the, the episode, Mr McKinnon, and again, we know he definitely sort of did things he shouldn't have done because of how the US, US went yeah, after absolutely, absolutely. What he saw, though, we are relying entirely... On what he says. Yeah. Which again. is a potentially autistic stoner. Yes. Again, it could be attention seeking. That's not a slur anyway. No. That's just pointing out a fact. But again, I get a good feeling from him and I'd like to I'd like to believe him and then you throw that into it and you're like, obviously there's gonna be shit that's secret that we're not gonna know about. Of oh, course yeah. there is, it's just and the, the nature the guy, of running a government. And the guy from the Lockheed Mine that the Ah oh, yeah. I mean he is like he created the stealth bomber. He decided to paint shit black because that way he would decrease friction. It'd look fucking cool. We all know. I mean, I mean, he's there going, yeah, we can do that. We all know that the military. This dude would know. He would know, unless he was just fucking with everybody because he had cancer. We all know the military's tech and sort of um, stuff that's in research and development is. There's a number they put in it, like fifty years or something ahead of what the public has access to. We know that. So. There might not be a secret space program that's as complicated as what <laughs> Mr. Kramer explains, but there might be. There's definitely sh aircraft that we don't yeah. fucking know about. Um, in my opinion, maybe uh, there's even more things we don't know about that are just too much for us to even. That's why they keep it a secret. Yeah, well, imagine um, how much you would freak out if there yeah. was a. Or again, it could all be like that quote I read earlier from the senator or, or the engineer, whoever it was, who said that. You know, the third reason out of the three reasons for having a black budget uh, project is to get out your shovel and just rip open the money bag, basically. They, it could all be, none of this could be even remotely true. It could all be utter horseshit and that money disappears literally 
for nefarious reasons, illegal wars around the world yeah. that you might not know about, private armies, drugs, just drugs, gluttonous, good time, business investments, just straight more money. It could be nothing to do with other galaxies, other dimensions, but fucking pretty awesome and but, metal if it was. But let's face it, it's a lot more appealing to us <laughs> if we think it is other dimensions of space wars than it yeah. is if it's just greed, gluttony, slavery, yeah. whatever, as we've just mm. mentioned. So come on, Mike, are you going to jump on the fence or are you going to... I think it's Cod's Wallop and Poppycock. <laughs> oh, you're off the fence! <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, do, I do for Kramer. I think he's mm. quite fanciful, isn't he? Yeah. It's a good story. Yeah. Oh, it's Great story. <laughs> and if he's looking for film rights, I will... What do you him. think? I, I'll, watch it. I'll watch uh, it. Then. Gary McKinnon's a different story. Ah, here we go then. It's the whole of the, the way the US reacted as yeah. well with the whole extradition. I mean... I, Okay, he got caught hacking NASA. Mm. Yeah, and the greatest they're, they're military ext- hack ever. Yeah, they're gonna want to extradite him, but to pursue him for eleven and a half years. Mm. He must have touched on something. Yeah, but unless, he, ge- unless he genuinely did fuck with their munition supplies, as they claim, it's quite possible. That's that a genuine be, possibility. I mean, he left, an, he left anti-American it? messages. That's proof he did do that. Yeah, well, they, so what? That's yeah, but if he's then got the capability to fuck up their munition supplies, they can argue that, well, hang on, he put our national security at risk because mm-hmm. our ships didn't have enough shells. I think I do have a question, maybe. So that's, yeah. that's well, that another thing, isn't it? Oh, that could be a lie. Or that could be just the excuse for chasing him down. Yeah. Or he did genuinely do that. Yeah. But because he claims he saw other stuff, mm. which he shouldn't have seen, which they do genuinely have, means they have to... I read about this, they, they, I saw this, sorry. They have to subpoena military officers to go into an open court and swear under oath, which is illegal, that they have never seen any of the stuff that he's claiming mm. he's seen. And that he could technically subpoena solar warden officers if it was proven to exist, because his trial would be him proving the existence of it. Okay, um... Sorry, a senior military officer at the Pentagon told the Sunday Telegraph with regards to Mr. McKinnon, sorry, quote, US policy is to fight these attacks as strongly as possible. As a result of Mr. McKinnon's actions, we suffered serious damage. This was not some harmless incident. He did very serious and deliberate damage to military and NASA computers and left silly and anti-American messages. All the evidence was that someone was staging a very serious attack on U.S. computer systems. Yeah, but why they, is in a the guy... whole thing, they didn't say what it was. But yeah. why is a guy from his girlfriend's and his computer in Wales able to, able to hack into, and it was called the greatest U.S. military hack of all time? Yeah. And what's he done? What's his, is, is he accused of deleting a few files? No, we'll, we'll call a piss break. Sorry, listener. This will sound funny anyway. So we're back and um, yeah, sorry, so, about that, sorry about that. It was it was urgent. <laughs> it was an emergency. It really was. Um so Mike, bullshit or not? Bullshit on Kramer on the fence for McKinnon. On the fence for McKinnon. At least you're off the fence once. That's actually coming a bit twice now. Twice, but once in this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, so um, Ben, what do you um, think? Love Kramer to be true. Love mm-hmm. it. I would genuinely love it. I love it. I love it if Kramer I'd was true. Love it if he was true. Um, but 
like I say, Ernie's story was a lot simpler, and now it's um, a lot more complex and more elaborate sounding, and. Yeah, and it involves injecting your I, fucking I, soul into clones on Mars. But I do think there could be a Solar Warden. Right? Mm -hmm. There could be a secret space fleet. Yeah. Because that ties yeah. in the alien stuff. Maybe we we have got stuff, and it, there's, a, there's such a lot, whether it's Roswell or the Eisenhower Treaty mm. thing. There was a lot to back commit to, wouldn't you say, that and, and, we've and, got it? Yeah. So how did we get it via alien technology? Therefore, there must be aliens. Yeah. Therefore... We're so, interacting with there's a lot of so we would have something up there because even though we may not all get on on the surface we all know mm. at some level of government that the planet is bigger than the rest of us because mm. so, we're the only planet with 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 life in our nearby that vicinity we know that we know of well certainly in our solar system so that makes us pretty rare so they tell us well they, they don't we don't well, know, do no, we? well no, no other planets well, as far as we know no other planet's got trees and water and flowing water and rivers and green fields and all yeah, that but we've, we've only ever seen like about 20 haven't we no I mean yeah. of our solar system oh, our solar system yeah we're the only ones oh yeah, 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 yeah so we're pretty rare in this kind of neck of the woods because remember let's face our solar system is still pretty big yeah I mean Voyager's been going how long 30 years now and it's just got to the edge Oh, is it at the edge? It's, yeah, it's not far. It's certainly somewhere near Pluto. Are we, are we still it's in contact contact It's gone way past it. Oh, it's gone way past it. So it's, it's, it's gone past it's, the edge. It's actually outside our solar system, right? Oh, fuck. It's in something called... Uh, so it's some so sort of bubble at the ionosphere, but it isn't. Something like that. So it's it's like a bubble which sort of... You've got our universe, our solar mm -hmm. system, and then you've got the uh, the bubble which is like the limit of the sun's influence. Okay. Ah. And it's just passing outside that now. And we're still receiving stuff. And we're still receiving oh, wow. stuff, yeah. So it's out somebody else's oh one my mammal or one my mammal mammal. Yeah. Pretty much. That's gonna swing past someone's planet and they go, What was that? Oh, was it an alien probe? Was an alien sat there going, Oh, it's an alien probe, that was no, it wasn't, it was just a rock. Yeah, or and there'll be some fucking like three insectoid people sat around microphones <laughs> <laughs> getting high on space weed talking about like it was a fucking weird shape man like yeah. I'm the space fun guy yeah he's <laughs> giving off weird signals oh man yeah. and isn't there a gold disc on it with like hippie music on it um, and shit oh it's Johnny Be Good Oh, oh, that's fucking ace. Oh, it's, imagine that yeah. the first time some insectoids. We just kick off the teenage revolution <laughs> in an insectoid. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> come on, man. It's classical. There's classical music on there, but there is uh, also Johnny Be Good is, is oh, where good. Chuck Berry is on there. Yeah. And there's then there's the, um, the, 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 the photos of us, mm. the hand up in supposed greeting even though that might be a gesture of war in the <laughs> ring well, fuck your and your family <laughs> that's what it means yeah. it? well, it's like the, the Rick and Morty is on uh, pushes me the fingers up and he goes I told him this is peace amongst worlds and <laughs> 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 then go fuck yourself because I'm sorry or something like that <laughs> oh, but we're being very presumptuous that they're going to work out how to play the fucking disc. If we found, like, it, the Martian equivalent or the... No, not even Martian from a other solar system. It's made of gold, man. It's a golden record. But if we found the, the other galaxy's equivalent of a CD yeah. lands on Earth, what Maybe the fuck gold, are we going to yeah. play it on? Maybe gold's their fuel. It's, like, so abundant. <laughs> they're just like, oh, more fuel. Bloody gold again. Uh, all, you, all you can hear is the fading cries of Chuck Berry as the record melts. <laughs> <laughs> Way down in Louisiana. Um, 
Chuck Berry, amazing guitarist. Oh yeah. Used to like to put secret cameras in his in the toilets of his restaurants <laughs> and film women having shits and farts. Well, true story. Not even allegedly. <laughs> fucking Google it. Um, wow. You can't have it all, can you? Um, and most brilliant men are somehow flawed, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Probably we've got that far. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Let's I mean, wrap this fucking... genius. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this monster session up. All right. So I'll go for Solar Warden. Yeah. Are we all agreement with that. We'll go for Solar Warden. Bits of this I'm more inclined to McKinnon believe McKinnon stuff. McKinnon. Solar Warden. Is there a space fleet? Mike. Possible. Yeah. Gaz. Yeah. So I'm yes. I'm going yes. Kramer. I want there to be a space. Kramer, I say bullshit. Kramer, no. Bullshit. McKinnon, I'm down for that. And uh, yeah, I'd like to think that there's a. Like I said, NASA, public space program. Clearly, there's going to be some secret, yeah, more advanced exactly. shit going yeah. on. Whether it's be. as far as aliens and insectoids, who knows? But there's shit that we don't know about. For sure. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm sorry. For sure. I hit the mic. Um, <laughs> Not Mike the presenter, <laughs> the microphone. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. So yeah. did so we have a daily star? Oh yeah, daily sport. Well, daily sport. You, after after the heaviness of alien space wars and remember and out there there are nine, pieces of X wing going on forever for eternity. Nine hundred and twenty-five brave Captain Americans in space. Yeah. Dying. No, sorry, nine hundred maths. Maths. 65. 965 members of... Uh, 965 Captain Americans dying in space in a massive hand-to-hand sword-to-gun uh, battle. That was described like a meat blender, blender. But would so. be a fucking metal fight scene yeah. in the film. Um, <laughs> so after all that, we'll leave you with some, um, some happiness. Again, yeah. to our international listeners, there's a publication in the Great Britain known as uh, The Daily Sport... And it has a sister paper called the Sunday Sport. Yep. And it's it's akin to the American uh, what would we what's it called Weekly World News. Mm. It's a British institution. It basically combines naked, uh, well, topless women. Topless women. Win. And this isn't sold in pornographic stores. Oh man, I just saw a headline. Oh. You can get this in any local shop you want. Yeah. Any age. Usually the worst shop you can find. Yep. Walk in. in the grottiest corner shop you can find will always have a copy of the sport. It looks like a normal newspaper, but it's not. And we're going to leave you with uh, some choice headlines. Uh, I'm not going to look at the screen. Do you want to surprise oh, me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to turn away as well. If you... <laughs> okay, the first one we've got, Man Marries Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> We have a full and active sex life, says Steve, 44. <laughs> ah, look at him. Uh, he's got his shirt off in the photo and the scarecrow is literally a shirt on two sticks. Look, is he legally married a scarecrow? Nah, he can't have. He can't have. Let's not try. Uh, I hope he changes the shirt. He said his <laughs> sex life was Can we, and active. Is there any comments on there? Because we're on Facebook. Is anything anything humorous? Where's Bumming. <laughs> <laughs> that man wins the internet. Yeah. So, uh, let's do the first comment of each one. Oh, yeah. right. okay. Next one. John Lewis made me shit myself. <laughs> John Lewis, the department store. Steve's to sue after ad inspired mishap. He looks slightly alien headed, doesn't he? 
Oh, for some reason, oh, that's a weird photo. For some reason, he's, he's, he's shit himself, so he wants compensation. Someone said, close your eyes next time. Bong. 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 Fraudster flogs Miley Wrecking Ball for 20,000. Oh. That isn't very interesting. No, no although there's a, blank sp- a black spot over Miley's tits. <laughs> My pound coin up bomb record bid was a right shitter. <laughs> what's <laughs> up with his face? <laughs> He's got pound coins up his bum. That's what's wrong with his face. It says Graham was just one quid short of oh. being the UK champ. <laughs> he failed. Sterilised. I bet he's got kids. I bet they're all aspiring uh, to beat him. That's a just aspiration in life. He's just shoved pound coins at their arse. And he couldn't even fucking win the UK champion. Exactly, you lose. You're the second best. Since <laughs> fucking. You're a loser, Graham. <laughs> oh dear. Fuck me. Okay. Dwarf Piers Morgan found dead in church organ. After flashing his privates in Midland Morgan. <laughs> That's a limerick, <laughs> That's just a limerick, that can't be right. And that is blatantly just Piers Morgan's head stuck on a dwarf. How and the shrunk. fuck was there a dwarf? Actually, I don't even know if that's a dwarf's body. I just think that's Piers Morgan's head has been. Piers Morgan's body has been shrunk. Wait, a dwarf. His Piers arms Mor- are still normal size. But. But a dwarf. What, a clone version of Piers Morgan who's a dwarf? Or a dwarf <laughs> who happens to look a bit like Piers Morgan? I guess Morgan. it's a dwarf that looks like him. How do you look like Piers Morgan? He's nondescript. I don't know, but in that photo there, they've basically got Piers Morgan's body in oh, yeah. Photoshop, shrunk it down, but yeah. not bothered to do his arms, <laughs> no, which are freakishly long. They're on a budget, Ben. They've <laughs> <laughs> only got one computer in Moving the office. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> It isn't the creme de la creme. What's, what's, what's the, what's the, um, what's the um, top comment? Even more tragic than the midget Gordon Ramsay being found in a badger set. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. What's happening to these celebrities look like dwarves? Have you murdered somehow? Oh, man. It's, it's a conspiracy. Dumb. If you're a dwarf, listen to this, and you happen to resemble a celebrity of any level, hide. <laughs> and also, I'd like to point out that, uh, oh man, we're with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you forgot what you were going to say. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one. I think it's time. <laughs> let's do a few more and then let's wrap it up. Bong. Bong. Ban from every pub in Burnley for shitting in crisp packets. <laughs> well, does not surprise me in Burnley. <laughs> Shitting in Chris Packers. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Oh, it says the pair were caught short in the loo queue. I was going to say, what was wrong with the They're toilet? They were the loo. And they they were in the queue. Imagine that. In the queue to the loo. How do they talk in Burnley? Where is it? It's in Lancashire. Yeah. Bloody hell. I can't bloody wait. I can't be waiting for the bloody loo. <laughs> hey, Mary, have you got anything in your bag? <laughs> I've got an empty Quavers packet. Oh, oh fuck oh. it. Oh. Hold me coat round me. 
It won't hide the stink. <laughs> You'd have to have a good fucking aim as well when you get it all in the. Oh, imagine the packet afterwards. What did she do? And I bet she was pissed off when they kicked her out. <laughs> well, I'm just in a burn this full of inbreeds, so it surprised me. I've done a lot of fucking things in my life. A lot of things I'm not proud of. I've never shat in a crisp no. packet. No, Bentley. In a moblet queue. In a loo fucking queue loo. Um, my, my company, the one I work for, was banned from having a Christmas party at a really massive big venue because someone would shit under the table. And I was like, and we're always going to like, well, there's a lot of space on them tables. It's quite impressive, really, when you think about it. But they back, they kicked us out. Got some of shit under a table. How so I, can, dare I, can they? I can believe that this happens. Oh, I don't doubt this story for one <laughs> fucking second. You think one held the packet for the rest? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's French. Uh, that, guys. I love you guys, but there's no way on earth I'd hold an empty crisp packet up your anus while you killed one out. What if she was having a pebble dash? Exactly! How she know what it's going to be before she squats? Liquid shit. Just coming out like a fucking smoothie machine. I need to eat them crisps, I need another packet. Oh, yes. You're fucking fucking mate. Just tipping crisps on the floor. She's munching down crisps as quick as she can <laughs> oh no, no, okay. Bong, OAP sells scrumpy cider to passers by, but really it's his piss. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in that photo does look genuinely creepy. And the, yeah. <laughs> But wouldn't they notice that it's his piss after they took a swig of it and then go back and kick the shit out of him? Mm. Like, ah, oh, does that have a scrumpy taste like piss? Would, would you like one of the uh, comments? Go on. <laughs> he makes chocolate chip cookies too, but they're shit. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, shall we... Bong it on, one more. Go on, one more then. Bong, the spy bumming. <laughs> <laughs> Tranny Colin, you sex trick to seduce 007 Acton Moore. Oh, not Roger Moore. Oh, no. Oh, Roger he's, Moore. He's, he is called Roger, Roger Moore. Roger Moore got Tranny tricked. <laughs> <laughs> According to the Daily Sport. Not me. Oh. It doesn't even look half convincing. No. He hasn't had a shit. <laughs> it's just a man in a bikini with a wig. Roger Moore is quite, quite old. I know, but he never more fat was supposed to be at that point. I don't he? know, man. I don't know what it's like to be up to the street. Even so, I'm, I call bullshit on that one. The spy who bummed me. Oh, Lord. Uh. Well, I think that was a lovely, happy ending to a mammoth podcast that yeah, uh, absolutely go over all sorts. But, um, Again, let us know, uh, listener, what you think on the Facebook page, Cutting Cut. Through the Bull, it's yeah. Post Through the Apocalypse. Twitter is uh, Cutting Through the Bull. At Apocalypse Bull. No, at Apocalypse Bull. I am um, at Baron Von Carter. Mike, you are... At Cac Van. At Cac Van, with a K. And I'm on Facebook, you'll find me. Yes, we do our signs off. Soft, Jesus. I'll say stay classy and believe. Yeah.
like it. Um, I'll say free Biff Tannen and see you later. I'll say peace out, hurry the fuck up, really. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. Night.